Just about to say something and my stomach started gurgling. What is up, sophisticated strangers? Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt, and with me is my radiant co-host, Krista. What's up, Kurt? How is Krista? I'm radiant. How is life on that other side of the table? (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, It's good. I don't know. It's kind of dark down here. Are you cold down here? Not yet. I don't get cold until we're starting the yes, side sessions. Yesterday was weird. We went to the school forest yesterday for school, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it was so nice. You have a school forest? We do. It's like oh. a campground. It's like, and I sent Stephanie, uh, Stephanie and Michelle, our listeners, to both of them in Arizona. Actually, I sent pictures from like the camp, and they're like, they look so nice there, like the archery and stuff. Oh, and cool. yeah, it's really cool. But it was like really nice yesterday. But then Corey. And his family are gone. So I went to check on their house after. And there was like a actually warm breeze that time in the afternoon. It oh, was yesterday? Really, it yeah. was beautiful. It was like a warm breeze. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, dang. It, but then it got super cold at night. Yeah. But then like Monday, it was like sleet and a little... We didn't yeah. get hammered with snow like they did south they of got, us. But, well, and north of us, yeah. they got like feet yeah. of snow, I think. Yeah. So it's we crazy. got lucky. But there's our weather talk we for today. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you don't want to listen to us talk about weather... <laughs> or new strangers, or do or a taste, taste test, or open housekeeping, packages, yeah. or ramble on about whatever. Hit pause, check the show notes. Kurt will put a timestamp of when the actual topic starts. Yes, he will. He's good like that. <laughs> um, shout outs to our newest strangers, and those are Emily Ann Brick, Michelle Ladwig, who I've been friends with forever. We used to work together at the grocery store in oh, Manitowoc. Sweet. And Mitchell Wagner who wrote us from, who joined, and he's in Missouri, mm-hmm. I believe, and really nice. That I think that might be the longest I had question. to take two screenshots. The, the, yeah, the longest. Yeah, because Chris and I always take screenshots of new strangers. and uh, Text them to each that other. That might have been the longest one we ever got. Yeah, it was great. So thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, housekeeping. So here's the thing about our trip next oh, yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. We were kind of looking into this, and with prices being so high... Like, we have a little bit of money stored up, but we don't really have enough yet to go to, like, a Stanley. the Stanley Hotel or the Queen Mary. Right. So what we are going to do instead is we already know our destination. We are going to stay relatively local. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be that far of a drive for us. It will be in the Midwest. It'll be in the Midwest. So maybe in the season finale, we'll say where we're going. Yeah. But um, We're excited, though. The first night is on Krista's bucket list. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Not mine, because I need to stay up after dark. <laughs> so we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. And then then we're off to another location that supposedly has like 16 haunted areas on it. So we're looking forward to this, and it's not that far from home. I right. don't think we'll ever be more than like seven or eight hours away from home. Yeah. And it's a place that I've always wanted to go to Yeah, it's a place general. that I've always wanted to go to in general. So... We also thought that since this is the first time we're going to be doing like a remote thing, we should probably figure out what we're doing so that if we do go to the Stanley or something like that. This will be like a test run. This will actually be like a test run. Yeah. Because like that first place we're going to, 
we're going to be outside. So yep. I'm going to I'm going to have my digital recorder where we can talk and then I can we can stitch that into the episode. Yeah. So we're figuring this stuff out, but like a more distant one might be the year after because next year we can keep building up the money. So this one's going to be more of a local one, but we still think you guys will like it. Yeah, I think so. And I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And we're also coming up on the end of season That's crazy. Six. Crazy. That is crazy. Uh we have you know, there's talk of a Christmas episode. There there were it's on the dark it's web. A there's talk on the dark web. I yep. guess I guess there was stuff on shortwave number stations about oh, wow. it. So there's a lot of chatter about it. It's so more of an urban legend. It's kind of an urban legend. Assuming that assuming that there won't be a Christmas episode, there's only three more episodes left. After t- after, after today. this one, yep. Yep. And I know what they're gonna be. The next one, I'm not gonna say it, but the one after that I often don't even know what the next one is. <laughs> <clears throat> the next one will be a continuation of one we did last season. Okay. We did Wisconsin Creatures, oh, so yeah, we're going to yeah. do Wisconsin Haunted Locations. So I'm that's excited gonna be the next for that. One. Yes. The one after that is going to be a end of the season mop-up where I have a bunch of stuff from the episodes we did this season that we didn't really get a chance to get in Oh, nice. To. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a hodgepodge? There's, well, there's two main ones. The first one is kind of a true crimey thing. Okay. And the second one is kind of like a mind-blowing kind of thing. Like with the... Sweet. Think of the, the, the second part, think of as a combination of our episodes about near-death experiences, about the the D, the DMT elves, you know, where oh, yeah. the drug trip, yep. seeing okay. stuff, and about the nature of reality. So that one's going to be a... A deep one. That's going to be a heady a heavy topic. heavy one. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a heady topic. Gotcha. And then after that will be the season finale. And I'll just say now that we're planning on having Corey join us for the season finale. And if there would be a Christmas episode, Corey would probably be on it. Yeah, if we were going to we do, do one. one. We'll, we'll figure that out. I so doubt yeah, that we will. that's kind of, but we're going to be, before you know it, we'll be starting season seven. That which doesn't just, seem possible. No, we were talking about that before we started recording and it's like, dang. Yeah. You know, like Aaron... Uh, one of my very best friends, Aaron, was looking for something to listen to, and he started listening to us. So now he's hooked on it, and he's talking about like the episodes he's listening to, and it's like that's back when we were in the school, and that seems like oh, so long ago that we were recording in the old school. I just drove by the old school I know. this week. <laughs> I know, and you didn't stop. No, no, no. But I was going to a, one of our other locations for work, and I decided to take the scenic route, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. If I, the, if the I, leaves are insane. Well, I, they're a little past peak now, but now they're past. Peak. Earlier this week, yep. it was amazing. Yep. Uh, when I go down to Aaron's house, that's like the quickest way is through mm. Batavia. So I yep. I always stop at the old school to pee and just kind of <laughs> look around. And it's like, man, I, I miss no it. I have no desire but to I think go back. About, I th- it, was, it was awesome when it was just us. Yes. And then once, I enjoyed once it then. The, the National Guard or whoever it was right. started coming Cadets. there and questioning us with weapons <laughs> about who we were. Asking with their s- wooden guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Children so, yeah. with wooden guns. Yeah. I mean, yay for them for doing something like that, but it just became stressful for us. Yeah. I had anxiety yep. around going yep. there. And I like just being able to go down some stairs. And yeah. we're in the Plus, we have all of our stuff down cell. here yeah. all over the place. So you guys are awesome for sending us all this I stuff. I remember when we got these first two. I should take a picture of this. Um, the first, this, the new whiteboards. And I was like, oh, they, we need to fill them up. There's we're, hardly anything on them. And now they're both like overflowing. We're literally with surrounded stuff. by stuff that you yeah. guys have sent us. So thank you it's so much. It's pretty amazing. Anything else for housekeeping? Uh, oh, we got a little feedback <laughs> about one of our episodes. Oh, should I? Uh, you can read the feedback. Yep. Yeah, let's read it. 
It's a really heartwarming message that it I is. got on. We get these heartwarming messages yeah. from time to time. It just makes you feel good about yourself. Um, this is from, I'm just going to say Mary. I'm not going to say anything more. What's up, more. Mary? Uh, so, quote, we went to the moon several times. Maybe you should research before you talk. You'll look a lot less stupid. <laughs> End quote. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary, for the oh, constructive criticism. So sweet. Uh, the thing is, she's got a point. Like, I, I didn't know, you know. And- I mean, Mary, I'm sure you're not listening, but all the research in the world isn't going to make me sound any less stupid. So joke's on you, first <laughs> yeah, like, of all. Like Krista said. <laughs> Have you listened to the Have Maura Murray Maura Maria? <laughs> That's what Krista texted me last night. She's like, <sighs> does she know that the episodes are worse when I research them? Yeah, hello. But uh, Obviously, she, she's but not But she a has a point. She does have a point. Like... We do sound dumb when we're like, I don't know if we went to have the we moon. Been to the have moon? we been to the moon? the moon more than once? So she does have a valid I felt point. stupid saying it, but yeah. I mean, the fact that somebody would go out of their way to tell yeah. us that is just like, really? Yeah. It's one thing for me to go looking at comments. I'm just asking for it. Oh, we do but get for nice comments. For someone com- to send yeah. us a direct message telling yeah. us how stupid we But we do we get see- nice comments along those lines. Oh, or like, just so you guys know, we did go to the yes. moon several times. We get ones like that. It's like, cool. You don't have to be an a-hole about it. <laughs> But so I blocked her. I didn't respond. She's got a valid point. I blocked her. Mary, thank you for the feedback because she does have a valid point. She's just one of those trolls who this is probably what she does. And I'm, I mean, whatever. It's like YouTube comments that there's people that just like leaving yeah. like like comments like that on mm-hmm. YouTube. So thank you, Mary. Thank yeah, you for thanks, at least Mary. listening, getting us at least one additional listen in that episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what else? Taste test? Got? Taste test. I feel like I was going to say something else, but... I can't think of what that would be. What episode was that? You were going to talk about your breakfast. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) you guys probably noticed that in like the picture, I don't have a McDonald's coffee today. Right. Somebody at work this week brought... Quick Trip? Yeah, somebody at work brought me Quick Trip coffee this week. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how good... They have really good breakfast So I went there to get like breakfast to see if it was going to be cheaper than McDonald's, but it turns out it's really not. Yeah, it's probably the same. But I found out it is very difficult to drive in the dark on a highway down here when I am trying to eat a piece of breakfast pizza. Oh, <laughs> I've had the breakfast pizza. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> I, it was two for five bucks. I had two slices of big croissant crust breakfast mm-hmm. pizza. So I'm trying Jim to. Jim often gets. I'm that. trying to drive in the dark and watch for deer mm. while I'm trying to eat this piece of pizza and I can't see anything because my car is dark. Oh, and tis the season for so deer. So it's right a lot now. easier to eat a McGriddle than it is to eat a piece of breakfast pizza. Yeah, that's. Oh, true. I saw a deer down the road from here in the woods down oh, sure. by the gas station. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's so, so many. I was like, well, I, if you look at my Instagram, I'm always well, not always, but I have a lot of pictures. That's of deer. like legit. The one thing I hate about driving down here yeah. in winter, between the that deer. and this and the weather, that you never know if it's going to snow. Totally. But yeah, for quick trip though, who doesn't love quick oh, trip? Quick trip is so good. Anyway, taste test. Yeah, taste test. This is from our much-loved listener, Stephanie, in Arizona. Yeah, we're slowly but surely making our way through this box of goodies, Stephanie. It just says taste test slash candy. Okay. So I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to get up instead of having (laughs) you throw it at me. Seeing how I did such a great job of throwing my uh, flash drive earlier. (laughs) It literally landed like a couple inches in front of him. And I'm like (laughs) six feet away from him. (laughs) All right. Oh, let me take a picture of this. I love that she like went through the trouble of labeling stuff like this. We love Stephanie. We do. I don't love the lighting down here. Stephanie's the one that I said in our uh, side sessions last time about me getting kidnapped because everybody knows where I stop before I come here. I said, she's the one person that has permission to kidnap me. Take me down to Arizona. Right now, I could maybe handle Arizona. I was going to say, newsflash, dude. It's it's really hot there. But it's not that bad. It's like... 
80. So, I mean, it's really not that bad in Arizona I right saw now. Bridget, um, who's in California, yeah. posting about how it's finally down to the 80s there. And I'm like, I just oh, my go God, ahead. it's like 40 here. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in California. Yeah, like I sent Stephanie a picture yesterday. Oh, there's a lot of candy in here. I sent her a picture, and she's like, it looks freezing there. Because it was like 40, but then, you know, when we're out of the school forest, everybody just has like T-shirts on. I think these are two of the same thing. Okay, Ooh. there's more. There's wait. There's a ton okay, of good. candy. Okay, good. Then we got stuff for the next couple episodes. Oh yeah, we've got stuff to last us probably through season seven, if I'm being honest. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to you, Kurt. Oh, one look at handed that. catch. Lucas. Lucas Salsaghetti. <laughs> sour. Uh oh, it says sour. Uh, Corey. Yeah, I know I've said this on here before, but. Nicole, Corey's wife, one year got Corey and I a subscription for a monthly box set of snacks from Japan. I think you talked about that. Yeah, and one of the things we got was a sour candy that I don't know what they did to it, but that is like the most ungodly sour thing I've ever... Even Corey was like, wow. So this is... (laughs) Did you take a picture? Jumped out at me, yeah. This is Lucas Salsaghetti Sour. Uh-oh. This is going to be like the Mexican, Mexican candy. Stuff. Yeah, because it looks like the it looks oh. oh. <laughs> what is that? What is the the sauce packet? I don't know. I think we have to put the sauce on the weird sour spaghetti. It's like green spaghetti, like chewy candy yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, I think this is supposed to go on like spaghetti sauce. Ah, did take a picture of the packet too. I did. This is going to be gross. Ah, is it, is it red? Is it red? No, it's yellow. Did it squirt out on you? It did. <laughs> Do we have paper doll? Oh, mm-hmm. it looks like snot. Sorry, I had to. I had to l- jump the taste test because I got it all over my hand. It looks like snot on the top of. That part's actually not terrible. Good. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, I mean, it's not great though. I'm gonna have to put the whole thing How, in my mouth. I, I'm gonna take a bite. I'm not putting this whole thing in there. I'm putting the whole thing in my mouth. Okay, now I gotta take a picture of that. Wow, this is like build a snack. <laughs> You ready? Oh, I'm dripping. Maybe. I'm dripping my snot like sauce everywhere. This is gross. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Mmm. Mmm. First taste is good. Mmm. I think it's really sour. Oh. I'm making a face. Oh, okay. I've got like one eye closed. <laughs> Wait, it gets a little better after the sour wears off. That's funny. You thought the initial taste was good. I thought the initial taste was gross. I'm not going to lie. I really like this. Ugh, I, I really, really like this. Ugh. The sauce is really sour. I'm not getting any sourness. Really? No. I you had, had the sauce on it? Yeah. Well, you ate the whole thing. I had in that first, first initial a bite, bite a little sour, but I didn't get... Ugh, I think it's gross. Honestly... I'm being honest. It's gross. Honestly, I'm going to give that a 10 because I loved this. I'm giving it a 2. Wow. Blech. Blech. Is it, is it possible COVID screwed up my sense of sour? <laughs> because this was not sour to me at all. I think it's the I think the sauce is super sour. Ooh, I that's didn't. That's a lot of S's. It was sweet. The sauce yeah. I thought was sweet. I didn't get any. Now, now I'm scared that my sense of sour is gone. Well, I wouldn't be worried about that. I'm giving this a 10. I, think I love a this. Bonus. I think it's This was black. one of the most pleasant surprises I had because I was just getting ready for this to suck. Did you say we had another taste test from Coleman? For next time, yeah. Oh, okay. Are we opening that? Yes. Okay. 
Dang, I really like this. Yeah, we don't know what that is. It's a taste test, I think. It looks like it. No, I have to make sure there's not a letter note in here that I didn't read. Ah, there is. Yeah, Coleman, uh, we forgot we have a note from you in your box that we just found. So we're going to read that next time. Okay, so this says, so this came in a, um, it's from Prime, Amazon Prime. Hey, Kurt and Crystal, hopefully these don't arrive crushed. Enjoy. From Andrea Alarte. Yeah. Alarte. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited to try these. Okay. Las Originales Cafecitas. They're little cookies. I'm excited about this. Okay, I'm going to take a picture. I need a box so I can know I'm not allergic to them. Oh, good call. <laughs> Coffee growers from Colombia. Okay. Ingredients sound good. No, I'm, we're good. We're good. Or five or ten. I don't know how many are in there, if I'm being Ooh. honest. Oh, they're tiny. I'm going to take three of them. Okay. Well, they're cute. They're cute and they smell good. It says something about coffee on the front. Yes. What does that say? It says, coffee growers from Colombia will appreciate if you review and rate. So do they taste like coffee? Oh. They're going to, yes. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. The ingredient. Do you want to know what the ingredients are? Yeah. Ingredients are wheat flour, sugar, shortening, cornstarch, powdered milk, eggs, and 100% Colombian coffee. <laughs> oh, did you smell it? Yep. Oh, my God. I am, I am, like, irrationally, that's not the right word, psyched about <laughs> irrationally this. Irrationally psyched. They're not crushed at all. I'm going to take <gasps> just one, oh God, just so in case. They smell so good. You they ready? They smell like a coffee shop. They do. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Mmm. 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 I love these. I love the texture of the cookie. This is something I would totally like eat for a snack at work. Oh my gosh. I'm going to give these a 10 too. I these would, are like perfect. I would dunk this in coffee. Yes. These are perfect. They're like little shortbread cookies. They're almost like, yeah, they're like little shortbread cookies but with they taste coffee. Like coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. I got to save one of these for Jim. You can have the rest of them. Okay. Definitely a 10. These are a 10. I'm giving them a 12. Oh, wow. That makes up for the two you gave the awesome uh, Uh sour spaghetti candy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, my God. Sorry, this is annoying. Oh. Oh, oh. Wow. If you eat those and have a mouthful of coffee, Mm. that is really good. You had Dunkin' and coffee. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely Mm. a 10. Chris was giving that a 12. Sorry, I didn't take a picture of a cookie. I should do that. They look like little coffee beans. Yeah. I just made that yep. connection. I can't get over how much I like that sour spaghetti thing. I can't either. <laughs> I'm going to tell Jim. I'm going to text him and be like, dude, you're going to love today's taste test. Tell him to come down here and get some. I should. Meaning the meaning the taste test item. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm eating this one too. Mmm. Okay, yeah. are you ready? Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> this might be my favorite Pretty taste sure test. Pretty sure Krista's your new BFF. Of the whole season. <laughs> yes. I need to know. And so thank you, you can get Stephanie, those on Amazon. because I loved the sour spaghetti. I mean, I still love you, Stephanie, but... But no. I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared that my sense of sour is not... Buy some Sour Patch Kids and let me know how that goes. I might actually, because now I'm a little freaked out, because that oh. was not sour to me at all. Shoot, we have... So we have this amazing little drawing. Oh, yes, from Paige. So I'm going to take a picture... And then we have two postcards I'm going to read really quickly. Sorry, people. 
from my student Paige. Paige and Nora giving you guys another shout out. Love you guys. Okay. So this first one, that's cute, is from Jamie. It says, greetings, Kurt and Krista from Providence, Rhode Island, the home of horrible... Oh, from Lovecraft. Oh, HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft. It says, horrible racist? HP Lovecraft. I think Jamie. he might have been. Oh. Have I read any HP Lovecraft? I'd, I don't think I'd, I have. I'd never have. I've never even read any HP Lovecraft. I've seen like Cthulhu or whatever. And I, I know Lovecraftian stuff, but I've never read any actual Lovecraft. So I'm reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Yeah. And the I want to say the main character reads HP Lovecraft yeah. and he yep. talks a lot about it. Stephen okay. King has, has a lot of Lovecraftian stories. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this one says, oh, this is from Sophie and Adam. Hi, Sophie and Adam. And we apologize. Uh, this was delivered December 23rd of 2021. <laughs> yeah, and I found it when I was cleaning my apartment the other Let's day. Let's say Kurt and Krista throwback to season four, and it must be spontaneous <laughs> it combustion. Is. It's like somebody's feet and then a couch or an yeah. uh, easy chair, all, easy or chair. all burnt. It says, I hope your fame hasn't gone to your heads. <laughs> we miss you. No, because we have people like Mary to keep us in check. Yes, Mary Thanks, lets us Mary. know. Yep, Mary lets us know. <laughs> thank you so much. If Sophie. she ever listens again, she's going to be like, oh my God. Sophie and Adam, thank you guys. Yes, sorry that you. I love Sorry you. that I left that at home. Yep. Love Oops, you guys. Please. Hey, we're not perfect. And the one from Paige, we're going to hang up. Mary likes to remind yes, us, we're not one perfect. From, you're really taking that personally, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're gonna. We're gonna hang up. I'm the trying to from, have fun with it. From Paige, we're gonna hang that down yes, here. Yes, we'll we're hang gonna all need, this up down. We're here. gonna need another whiteboard for next season. I think we are. actually. One hundred percent. We still gotta get a map. Yeah, we do have to get a map. Shoot, we got stuff to work out. <sighs> I'm gonna look on Amazon. Season. Yep. Are you guys are you ready to jump into today's episode? I think I'm ready. Today's episode, as you guys know, is listener stories. Woot, woot. Uh, thank you guys so much because at the beginning of this week we didn't have a lot of them and people have sent some in in the last couple of days. I, d- I just can't tell with these how long they're gonna how yeah. long the episode's gonna be. I always have this sinking feeling in my gut too that someone sent us a story that we've never read. Oh, especially yeah, especially me because it. you know how that's what we talked we talked about how uh, before we were recording we said that we want to create an email just for the stories. Yeah, because we get a lot of emails and we yeah. also get a notification every time we get. A payment on coffee. Yeah, so we stuff slips so between the cracks. And so things get lost. And on this episode, some people sent me these on Facebook private messenger. Some people sent me these on Instagram private messenger. We got them in email. We got them in the strange sessions. I also get them on Instagram. Yeah, we got them in. I got them sent to me on Facebook. We got them sent to the strange sessions on Facebook. It's just so, really hard to organize it when yes. they're coming to all these different locations. So if you know you sent us one and we didn't read it, let us know. Yeah, we're so sorry. So we're going to get one central location for next season. It takes and, us seven or eight seasons before we finally figure out what we're doing oh yeah we're not even close <laughs> yeah, so if not. if we missed your story today and you know you've sent us one please let us know and maybe we'll just toss it in at the end of one of our upcoming yes. episodes yep but these first two aren't actually listener stories these were actually oh. emails sent to us that about the same topic so the first one is from listener mike it says hey Kristen, kurt oh never mind it's not mike <laughs> okay it is mike <laughs> confused i'm confused too our first one is from our first one is from stranger mike it says hey kurt and krista i just finished the most recent my favorite mini mystery episode and it was a good one the brandon swanson disappearance case is one that i keep coming back to one problem i have with the farm implement theory is that here in minnesota in early may oh i love this one fields may have been planted but it is unlikely that any spring growth is tall enough yet to conceal a human body 
So unless someone happened to be out farming in the middle of the night, the chances are that the chances that Brandon would get run over without being seen first do seem slim to me. Another similar case that you might find interesting is that of Ryan Shutka. There are many podcast interviews with his mother, and she is very sweet and compelling. And then, and then he says, "I'm with you, and I'm with you, Krista, on the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I need a flowchart to keep track of everything. <laughs> keep true. up the good work, you two, and stay strange, Mike. Thank you so, so much, Mike, for getting back yeah, to us about that. Thank you, Mike. Wasn't there another email? That's the one I'm going to read now. Is another one about is a farmer? Yes. Okay, thank you. So this is from Eric. He says, "Hey, Krista and Kurt, my name is Eric." Feel free to use my first name should you decide to read this on air. I work in agriculture, and during the Brandon Swanson episode, you all seem to have a few questions about equipment, practices, and so forth. I love that as soon as someone says y'all, you know what part of the country they're from. Mm -hmm. One question you asked was if Brandon was somehow incapacitated in a farmer's field, could he end up being crushed by farm equipment without the farmer realizing? And then he says, absolutely. We are talking massive and at times extremely noisy machines. Nowadays, and in 2013, they can feature completely enclosed climate-controlled cabins where the driver sits and have radios, two-way for communication or one-way for listening to music or podcasts. Believe me, I know, I've bumped strange sessions a time or two while doing some creepy in-the-dark jobs, lol. But what about the bump slash blood if you were to hit a body? Not to be disrespectful at all, but you probably wouldn't even notice the bump from crushing a body. Implements are designed to penetrate deep into sometimes frozen or baked hard earth. They are no match for a human body. They are so heavy and long, that is such a distance from the driver, that it would be really easy for much of anything to go unnoticed. Not to mention, there have been multiple times for me personally, a deer or other animals have gotten hit by a car, but still have been able to wander into a field where they collapsed and succumbed. And unfortunately, I've then ran over the carcass. So if I did notice a strange smell or blood, that would be my first thought. Add all this up, noise inside a cabin, bumping strange sessions over the speakers. Maybe it's before sunrise or after sunset. It's a long and grueling day come harvest time. Maybe it's a kid driving. I was driving equipment by the time I was 11, fully legally. Not paying as close attention as maybe they could be. Taking all these together, I personally believe that absolutely a body could get turned over without the driver or farmer noticing. Anyway, I absolutely love the show, and I tell everyone I know who would be interested to check it out. I love how positive-minded and down-to-earth the two of y'all are. Aw. Glad to see y'all growing, and I hope things continue for a long, long time. Thanks, Thanks for everything, Eric. Eric. Thank you so That's much, amazing. Eric. That's yeah, amazing. And I guys. love his insight. Yes, and uh, Corey talked to one of his uh, friends at the nuclear plant that's a farmer, and I think he said that, I can't remember if Corey said that he said you might not notice it. Mm-hmm. So Corey, Corey will let us I know. I mean, when I've he comes seen on. some of this yep. farm equipment that you lo- looks like yeah. you could drive a car underneath it. Yeah. It's so big. I have one to read from Nessa. So Nessa is okay. an Instagram follower, and she sends us a lot of like little links to interesting stuff or whatever. And she just had a quick blip about the same thing. So it said, "Enjoyed the mini mystery, t- mini mysteries tonight. Brandon going missing, but the dogs keying on the farm equipment made me think that something." Someone should find out if that farmer kept pigs. Pigs will eat anything and all of it. Running over Brandon may have been an accident, but if the farmer fed him to the pigs to hide it, that would explain why he wasn't cooperating. Once the police are given permission permission to search the property with the dogs, it can't be rescinded when they find something. So I never which thought is of a valid, pigs. Which is a valid yeah. point because that's way... But do you think that... If you're a farmer and you accidentally run over a body, you is, your first, is your first instinct to hide the yeah, body? Why but would it you could hide be. It? it could be. 
you know, maybe you're doing something illegal on a exactly. farm that you don't want the police there to notice. That's the only so, I mean, that's reason a very, you do that. That's, but... a, that is, that's a very valid possibility. Right. Because pigs will destroy a carcass. You yeah. know, they'll destroy a body. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good thanks, Nessa. That's, that's actually a really good, really good idea. So thank you guys for getting back to us about all that farm stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's just such a fascinating mystery. It is. I hope that they come up with something. This week I was so there was one day where I was just like super on edge because of the Kristen Smart because they were coming back. Like I've been following the Kristen Smart case. Mm-hmm. Uh I listened to the Your Own Backyard podcast, which is just amazing. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. No. But but he is the guy that I can't think of what his name is right now, but he, the one that does the Your Own Backyard podcast is basically the one that brought uh Flores and his dad caused them to go to trial about her her oh, death. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so the podcast is like what... And then this week, we knew that their, the dad was getting charged and the son was getting charged. And we knew that, you know, and it's just always like they announced that, you know, we will read the verdicts in like an hour. So then everybody's just on edge. And it turns out they found the dad not guilty, mm. but they found the son guilty of killing her. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So... If you want to listen to a good true crime podcast, Your Own Backyard is amazing, especially since the podcast itself got was, you know, in in the courtroom. So, I mean, it was like he is responsible for for Kristen finally getting some and her family some kind of justice. Speaking of, I just want to mention really quickly, if anyone was a fan of this of Serial, the podcast, and yes. I, I always say his name wrong, Adnan Syed, Adnan Saeed. Um, he was somebody that's what drew me into that podcast. I, I have followed this story for years. Um, if you're if you're a follower of that story as well, I'm just so delighted that he's finally out of prison and that there are DNA of There's DNA evidence that basically excluded him as a suspect. So it's crazy to think that this guy, I think he was in prison for over 20 years. He was a teenager. Yeah. And he's not even. He was innocent. I believed he was innocent the whole time. A lot of people, I think, again, an example of a podcast that kind of drove yeah. a case and 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 trying to prove that somebody was innocent. But so. you know, like speaking of that, a lot of asides in this episode. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> speaking of that, I don't remember if it was Pat- Patricia Krenwinkel, but one of the Manson family members oh, was up was up for always. parole this week and mm-hmm. didn't get out. And it's like, oh my god, could you imagine being in prison since like the sixties? That's just crazy to me that you have spent the majority of your life behind bars. Yeah. That's so... That's what happens when you but, brutally murder people. I know, but... I, I have no sympathy for these people. Sorry. Should should she still be in prison? Maybe she could go to a, not a maximum security. I don't know. But I mean, the things that they yeah. did were heinous. Yeah. You know, the, the one that I still like is, is Linda Kasabian because she was the one that was there... You know, and like when Abigail Folger, whoever came stumbling out of the house all bloody, you know, like like Linda was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And like she I think she was the one that told Manson. She said, I can't just kill someone. I'm not like you, mm. you know, so like she I'm not saying That's she was different. a good guy because she right. was there when right. they were getting killed. But she seemed to at least have a conscience about it. Mm-hmm. But I just can't imagine the harm in letting somebody out when they're this old. You know, old people commit crimes too. I know they do. That's true. <laughs> I just think there are certain things that you take someone's life. Why should you have a life? Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that in our book, our book uh, discussion yeah, today, yeah. actually, because yeah. we're recording our first episode of our book review 
podcast yes. or our book club podcast mm-hmm. later. And that kind of comes up in that story. Yeah, it does. So anyway, here is our first official story. I'll read the first one. Krista, I'll give you the next one. Okay. Uh, this one is from Seb and Stephanie who have sent us stuff and they're awesome. So it's called My Friend's Graveside Encounter. Oh, they left a voicemail, didn't they? Seb? Yeah, a while okay. ago. Yep. Yep. This one says, back when we were around 15 or 16 years old, my friend Richie and I used to walk home from school through an old cemetery that was on the edge of town near the woods. This was a small town cemetery in a sparsely populated town in eastern Oregon. Some of the graves dated back to the early 1900s, although most were more recent than that. There was one grave in particular that had a bit of a reputation as being haunted. It was the grave of a 19-year-old girl who had died in a violent car crash a few years back. Her grave always had colorful flowers around it. Needless to say, it was a little eerie for impressionable teens to walk by the grave of someone who wasn't much older than we were at the time and who had died prematurely. When the accident happened, everyone in the town was shocked. Her dad never got over it, and he would often be seen by her grave, solemnly contemplating by her side. On one particular morning, Richie and I were walking to school as usual when we heard a moan coming from the girl's grave. Both of us jumped and looked at each other, incredulous. After a few moments, I watched Richie take about 10 or 12 steps towards her headstone without saying anything. He then turned around slowly and faced me while closing his eyes and calling out her name. Holly, are you there? Once, the girl had reportedly told her friends that if anything ever happened to her, she would come back to haunt them as long as they invited her to. Richie stood there for about a minute or so, motionless, waiting. After some more time passed, I've had enough. Come on, man, this isn't cool, I said in my freshman voice while trying to sound like a man as much as possible. (laughs) Then it happened. She's touching my shoulder, he yelled, but didn't move. Okay, let's go then, I yelled back frantically and turned to leave. Later that day, I asked Richie about the incident. We were sitting in the back of the classroom and it seemed like a good time to chat. He told me that it felt as if the girl had grabbed his shoulder and held her hand there for a while. I asked him how come he wouldn't leave when it happened. He paused and took a deep breath, as if about to admit something embarrassing. Finally, he spoke, softly while looking down. I liked it, he said. Okay, what do you mean, I asked. I liked it? Okay, not in a sexy way or anything. Okay, maybe it was sexy. I don't know. I laughed hard. Are you serious? What's next? Are you going to try to date her? She's dead, you know, I said jokingly. Hey, man, if she wants to haunt someone, it might as well be me, he chuckled. So yeah, that's a cool story. That's cute. Uh, but yeah, that's you know, like I've I've I have friends that have always said, well, if I die, I'm gonna like haunt you or something like that. Then you always gotta have in the back of your mind, you know, like is that true? But I just think this is a but cool. But you story. also don't want to find out. No, you also don't <laughs> want to find out. But I think this is a cool story. Yeah. I wonder if he was being honest that he felt mm-hmm. a hand on him. I mean, I'm someone who generally doesn't think cemeteries are haunted. I love no, cemeteries. No, but like I said, I've like I've had weird stuff happen in cemeteries. Yeah, Glenn Beulah, we've all Yeah, we've Glenn Beulah. <laughs> the, the geocaching one with Aaron and I where the gate swung up yeah. and locked when it shouldn't have been able to because of the angle the gate was at. Uh yeah. yeah. So I mean there there is weird stuff, but I don't think cemeteries are any more or less haunted than any place else. I just think that why would someone choose to but if you're attached somehow to your body if it's specifically to your body body, or i could see if you're if you have a loved one who visits you all the time yeah i could see why you would end up going there but usually people would be attached to their home or or the place of a tragic you know what i mean yeah it's like the school being oh i had something weird happen at school this week again yeah so i was in the office one day um this is a personal story. It fits this is right a personal story. It does fit in. I was in. I went to check my mail in the office, and nobody was in the office yet. 
And walking back to get my mail, there's the lobby. And then it's after outside the lobby is the outside of the school. And the lobby is where kids go, like when their parents are picking numbers mm-hmm. or something. Uh, it was during the day. So like, but there was nobody in the office because I think the secretaries went somewhere. So there's nobody in there. So I'm walking past, I get my mail and I walk past the door that goes out into the lobby. And I look and there's a boy sitting there with a black jacket on with his head like against the window, like waiting for a ride. And I'm like, oh, somebody's leaving early. And then I walk through the door. I can still see him in the on the through the window of the door. I open the door. There's nobody in the lobby. What? Yeah. So it was like I could see this boy through the glass of the door that goes into the lobby. But once I opened the door and stepped out into the lobby, there was nobody there. And it wasn't a reflection. It could have been. It could have been was a reflection like or like a trick behind of, you or, something? or a trick of my eyes. But I saw the boy with his head on the window like he was waiting for somebody to pick him up. And then once I opened the door and stepped out into the lobby, there was nobody there. Hmm. Yeah. So, but it could have easily been a trick of the eye, but it was weird. Yeah. It was weird because I saw it so vividly that there was a boy standing there like he was waiting to go home. Hmm. And I don't remember why I went into the lobby. I think I was going to go into the lobby, then outside, and then go into my door. But as soon as I opened the door, there was nobody standing by the door to go outside. So it was weird. <laughs> that is I, weird. Yeah, that school's got weird stuff that huh. happens there. Okay, this story's for you. For this me? One, this one <laughs> really gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, okay. For a reason that I'll tell you after you read it. So you. Oh, I'm going to read this? Okay. You, it ends with the word Tina because it's from listener Tina. Okay. Yeah, some of these I read... Yeah, they come to our email, but a lot of them I didn't. No, because because like they surprised. go to different. Yeah, plus they go to some went to just me, some went to just my Instagram. Okay, hi guys, I've been a long time listener, but this is the first time I am sending in a story. Not too many weird things have happened in my life, and I am kind of thankful for that. Something really strange did happen last October, though. I live in a house on a quiet side road that runs along the high school here in my town. My road and my house faces the school's track slash soccer slash football field. So while the road is usually quiet, as you can guess, on Friday nights, it can be pretty loud and crazy, but usually nothing too bad. That I can vouch for. Like a Friday night, like high school football. Totally. Yeah. So last October, there was a morning when I had to go into work super early. I believe it was a Tuesday morning, but it might have been a Wednesday. A little after 4 a.m., I stepped out of the door to my house to walk to the garage to get into my car and leave for work. As I was walking between the house and the garage, I happened to look at the dark football field and realized that I could see something standing in the field across from my house. I just <laughs> Crystal, got... Krista's <laughs> eyes just got really <laughs> wide while she was reading. My this, first, one, this one gave me the heebie-jeebies. I just got bad. the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, this one, this one freaked me out. My first thought was that it was one of those tackling dummy things that they sometimes use for practice and leave around the field. I know exactly what she's talking about. It's like a figure yeah, that because has I see them on our head. our field. I see them. There's there's ones that are like grouped together where there's like six of them, but then there's also individual ones yeah. that look like a almost person. like a person. Um, assuming it was that, I took another step towards my garage when I saw the figure shift a little bit. Like it had turned a little or moved its arms a little. I stopped in my tracks and looked at whatever it was. My eyes were adjusting more and more to the dark and I finally realized that it was not a tackling dummy. It was clearly the figure of what looked like a person. A person standing alone in a dark football field at 4 a.m. on a cold October morning. 
my mind rationalized that it might be a coach or a groundskeeper or someone there early to maybe pick up litter or whatever before the school day. But then I saw something that is hard for me to explain, both in words and in concept. As I am looking at this dark figure in the field, it looks like its head starts to do this weird <laughs> wobbly thing where it's like the head is made of jello and it's just shaking or vibrating. It's ah. And I think, I don't remember, was it House on Haunted Hill? Yes. There was some where horror they, movie where all of a sudden its head starts to like shaking, vibrate. Yes. And that's totally what I see this thing doing is that. Uh. But I remember you guys talking about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> Where things walk all sped up and jerky. We call it the herky-jerky The herky-jerky. Do you ever see the movie Jacob's Ladder? Yeah. Like long, long, long But that happens ago. in the movie. Yes. Where all of a sudden, somebody's head starts to do this weird vibrating thing. And that is kind of like what this thing's head was doing. Then, and I know this sounds crazy, the figure never turned, but it was like it receded off backwards into the darkness of the distance. Like it had been standing there and something pulled it backwards. After Chris, that, just I'm looks, just horrified. You look, so, you look unhappy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like this story. <laughs> After that, there was just the dark, empty field. I tell myself that it might have just been a trick of my eyes since I had just walked out of the lights of the house and into the darkness. And I might have imagined I saw it as the whole thing only took like 15 to 20 seconds. But the other part of my brain knows that I saw something. I just don't know what it was. Since then, I haven't seen anything else in that field, but admittedly, I try not to look at it anymore before the sun comes up. I don't blame you. Love the show, and thank you for everything the two of you do, Tina. So, wow. I, I, why this one struck me is because I park my car at work, and it's dark when I get there, and I'm the first one there. I'm, there's usually a custodian somewhere in the building, but a lot of times, I will get out of my car, and then I will walk behind the school where there's no lights, to the door that goes up closest to my classroom, but I walk right past the football field. So now I think of this every time I'm walking past that football field because it's, I think when I get there, it's usually like 6, 6 a.m., but it's still dark yeah. and there's no lights and there are tackling dummies out on the football field. So now you're waiting for I'm one of freaked them to out. Move. I'm like freaked out walking past the dark football field, every, but it's the, the, the herky-jerky head thing yes, that's bothers what does me it. so much. And the fact that it just sort of... It went back into the distance, like it got pulled back. Like what... what I don't know. What logical I don't explanation know. could but, you have for that? But you come out of a house where the light is on and you step out into the dark. Your eyes are going to be messed up for a little while. I so I, it could be... Well, and I could see if it was one of those t dummy tackle things and there was a bird sitting on it and maybe yeah. the bird was flapping yes. its wings a little. Yeah. But the the whole thing about it receding back yeah. in the darkness doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. But, you know, like... Our, Unless someone was there pulling it. But, you know, there's like... Uh, That's so creepy. When I was putting out the stuff around school for the students to find for... Uh, I was uh, I was there at four o'clock in the morning. I think I told you guys that. And I was out on Rubik Field, which is our, our like volleyball field, football field. Mm -hmm. I was putting stuff out volleyball? there. Not volleyball. Soccer. Soccer. <laughs> you have a volleyball <laughs> but, field? No. <laughs> but, I was, but I was putting stuff out there and I was walking back and all of a sudden I heard somebody say, hey, hey, Kurt. And oh, it just scared right. the crap out of me. And it was one of the other aides was running on the track because oh, she goes funny. out there to exercise. So, I mean, it is it is possible for people to be out there in sure. the dark. Yeah. And, and you know, like but our, why our custodians our custodians go out and pick up stuff when they sure. first get to school and they get to school super early. But it just like, seems like the behavior doesn't add no, up. No, especially since then it like disappeared. That's weird. So it was I don't just like, like it. It, nope. <laughs> Krista's going to know nope. that story. Don't ever go outside again. <laughs> <laughs> Use your other door. Yeah. 
But no, that one, like I said, what That's got to me one. is that I walk past our, it's not the big football field, but it's the smaller one closer to the school that they use for like gym class and okay. stuff, but it has like the goalposts. And hmm. now I'm freaked out walking past that ever since I read this story. Yeah. So next we have a voicemail from listener Josh Arthur. I didn't even put this in the Who computer. I think he recorded it on his phone and then sent it to us. So Josh, thank you so much for giving us a message and we will play it right now. Hey, Kurt and Krista, uh, happy spooky season. This is Josh from Ohio with a paranormal story that I hope you can use. Um, this is the only even remotely paranormal thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and it happened to me last summer. Uh, I was attending a potluck with my wife at the small church that we attend in Ohio. I want to apologize, too, if you hear my dog in the background. Um, she's wandering around. Uh, nothing happens to the dog in this story, by the way. Uh, there's actually no dog in the story. Um, but uh, I was at a potluck with my wife. And about 3, 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon, things started to kind of wrap up, and I volunteered to stay over and help clean up and put, put away tables and chairs, that kind of thing. And someone said, could you take the trash out? I said, sure. So I took the trash outside. Uh, I had to walk to the other side of the property uh, and put it into a, a very large dumpster, um, which was about 100 yards or so that I had to walk across the big empty parking lot. But uh, this was, again, the middle of the day, really, in the afternoon. Gorgeous day. There was not a cloud in the sky, uh, not... In fact, there was almost nothing in the sky, not a cloud, not a plane, not a bird. When I turned around after putting the trash into the dumpster, something caught my eye above me. So I, I looked up and I saw a, an object. It was, it was white. It looked to be about the size of a Boeing 747 and probably at about that altitude. And it was not moving. It was just hovering there in the sky. And this, I could see that it, it appeared to be spherical. It was hard to tell the exact shape, but it, it was not shaped at all like an airplane. There were no wings. It was just a spherical object. I, I could see the sun reflecting off of it. Um, I've never told this story to another living soul, by the way. So, uh, um, I don't know what it was, but I stood there staring at it for a couple of minutes, and this is also kind of weird, but I got the impression that it was staring back at me. Um, as I stared at it, it stared back. Uh, at least, thats it's hard to explain, but that's the impression that I got from it. I thought, whatever this is, it sees me. And I was the only person around uh, this is the middle of, of the country in Ohio, just hills and cow pastures. And then in the middle of all that is this, this uh, small church that my wife and I attend. So there was no other people around and I didn't think to take my phone out or take a picture. I would love to have a picture of this to send to, to you, to show you. Um, but to me, it was an unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, 
So I, I, I still don't know what it was. I, I don't think it was a drone. It seemed way too big and way too high to be a drone. It made no sound at all. And it was completely stationary in the sky, which is, is odd to see that because anything in the sky really moves. Even a drone that can kind of hover in place, there's still going to be some movement up and down that you could tell. But this was almost like someone, almost like someone hit the pause button on something, and it was just completely still. But that's my weird story that I hope you guys can use. Uh, love the podcast. Um, I really have been have been enjoying the the last few episodes, especially. Uh, so keep up the good work. Uh, you guys really have built a very cool uh, little community. And it's such a cool thing to be a part of. Uh, you guys have great content. You're very good at what you do. And don't stop doing it. Uh, so stay strange. Okay, I love that he added music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, we don't get a lot of UFO stories. No, I mean, I thank you so much, Josh. A UFO story. Thank you so much, Josh. And, yeah. And, the whole time that he was talking, I was thinking how jealous I am because I've not seen a UFO. No, I never have either. But the thing is, I've heard stories about ones like what he saw, where it is stationary and where you're getting the feeling like you're, you're being, being studied, watched. like it knows you're seeing it. So it's you're being scary. looked at, which is super scary. Yeah. You know, so it's like, do I even want to really see a UFO? It's like me not wanting to see Bigfoot. Yeah. Like I'm so fascinated, but yeah. I don't want that to traumatize yeah. me. <laughs> so no, I think that's a really cool really story. Cool. And I think that I, like I said, I've heard reports of people who say that they've seen stationary things and the feeling like it's like this thing is up in the sky, but it's specifically it looking at them. Too. Yeah. Ah. And thank you for all the sweet stuff you said, yeah, Josh. Yeah, very sweet. Long time I love, listener. I love our community. I really me do. too. Somebody commented about that on Facebook recently. Yeah. And, and I think my comment was, you guys are the ones who made yeah. this community. Yep. Yeah, we've been so lucky what that we is. haven't had any poopsters no. or anything. Right. There's you know, been some mild stuff in there, but those people kind of left. Yeah, but so. it's just... You know, like you guys are awesome. So thank you so much for that story. Like, there's another thing I do is every morning when I'm walking into school is like the one time I see the stars because mm. I'm in bed by the time it's dark. <laughs> uh, but when we go on our trip, I'm going to have time to look at yeah. the night sky. But I miss looking at the night sky. I really do. So I always stop for a little bit and look for UFOs or satellites or something. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to see a stationary one that I feel like is no. looking at me because that's... That's creepy. That is creepy. So thank you so much, Josh. Not just that's, creepy. That's kind of scary. Like... Yeah. Like, whatever that is has the potential to harm you in some way. Yeah. And that's freaky. Yeah. Thank you so Ooh. much, Josh. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Loved it. Again, he added music. I know. At first, I thought it was a clock because it was making that clock noise. I know. I was like, am I doing that somehow? Because <laughs> I was looking at something on my phone, and I'm like, I don't think that's me. Love that he added music to his story. Yeah. So this next one is from listener Kathy. Okay. Kathy says, a little about me. I am an indigo empath, meaning that I have various gift structures that I am still discovering for myself. Isn't indigo like they like call indigo, them indigo children? children? Yes. Yeah, okay. Some gifts I know I've, and, and that, I'll get into it after I read the story. Okay. Some gifts that I know I've experienced are Claire knowing, and that's a thing. I just looked it up, mm -hmm. like Claire knowing. Okay. Communication with spirits and other beings and animals or telepathy. Okay. Remote energy healing and viewing recent slash related this experience my biggest structure currently is the empath structure where i physically can feel emotions and sometimes symptoms others are experiencing and you and i talked about this in our empath episode mm -hmm. way back 
Throughout my journey, I have been learning to trust and work with messages and visions I receive. It's been a long journey, but something happened recently that solidified all the work that I have been doing on myself. Over the summer, a family member had a horrible accident. They live in another state, and communication with other family members is not the greatest. All we were told was that this family member had an accident with severe brain trauma oh and was God. being taken to the hospital. Oh, that's scary. We received no updates through the night, which was really difficult. During the early morning, I woke with a searing pain in the corner of my left eye. Oh, my. Upon waking up a little more fully, standing next to my bed, I felt a presence. I wasn't afraid, but I felt a sense of urgency. The voice inside my head kept saying, help me, I'm scared, I don't know where I am, and everything hurts. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. It kept repeating this over and over until I acknowledged it. I knew immediately that it was my family member, and I reassured them that it was going to be okay. Immediately, I began doing energy work, placing my hands on my head. I have never felt so much intense energy channeling through me like this ever before. I was truly connected in those moments. I typically go into a trance, or to me, it feels like falling asleep when a spirit is working through me. That's such a nope to me. That freaks me out. Yeah. Like, that idea freaks same. me out. When I woke up the next day, the pain in my head was gone and I had a sense of calmness. At this point, I was worried since I had never been visited by a person that was still living, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's true. Like you think about being visited by dead people, right. but you're visited by a person people. that's still living. So immediately my heart sank and I feared for the worst. Later that morning, I finally got an update. I learned that our family member was in fact stable, but was not awake or talking. The extent of their injuries was unknown, but was a frontal lobe injury. The next update was that they would not be able to smell, taste, and had po and would have possible speech difficulties. Throughout the week, I continued to send healing energy the same way that I had that night. Miraculous, miraculous, oh, I can't say that word. Miraculously. Thank you. Our family member regained his senses and speech day by day. I can't say for sure if they would have gotten the same results with or without what I was doing. I can say, however, that I'm thankful either way that they are recovering and able to keep living their young life without severe complications. This experience has helped me trust my knowledge and the gifts I have been entrusted with either way. In my heart, I know their spirit came to me in need, knowing that I could help them, where in physical life they hadn't... Oh, hang on. This experience has helped me trust my knowledge and the gifts that I have been entrusted with either way. In my heart, I know their spirit came to me in need, knowing that I could help. In physical life, they have had no idea about the journey I am on, as I have been relatively quiet about my gifts. Hopefully, the story can help others trying to trust their feelings as well. Thank you for letting me share my experience. Kurt and Krista, please let me know if you have any questions I could expand on. Much love from Kathy. Oh. And, the, you know, the thing is, and I hate saying this because this makes me sound so egotistical, but I know I have something mm. about me. Mm -hmm. I, you, we've talked about this in the empath one. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm convinced that you and I are both empaths. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like I remember Barry. Love you, Barry, and Love miss you. Barry. I haven't talked to Barry in forever. No. I remember Barry telling me that I am the empathiest empath that she's ever met. <laughs> That's funny. And I think that I am, but I also think that I have stuff like she's talked about that I could do, but I feel like my fears about that stuff totally hold me back. Well, okay. Like the idea like where she talked about a spirit working through her. Yeah, like that's you and freaky. I have talked about that you and I don't think we could ever be possessed because you and right. I have like such a lock on yep. our minds. Mm -hmm. So this is, I, I wish I could do what she's talking about because my oldest friend who I've known literally since birth had a brain aneurysm last week. Yep. And she is in the hospital and will be there for a few more weeks because they're monitoring her to make sure she doesn't have another aneurysm. And 
if I could send her healing energy right now, I would do that because she's in so much pain right now. Yeah. Her headaches are unbearable. Um, but she, so far, she, all she was dealing with was some short-term memory loss. She hasn't had any kind of neurological impairment, but oh my gosh, what an interesting story for you to read right now while this is happening in my life. Yeah, but I, I just think I have too many of those fears to do so. Yeah. But I feel like I have... It just have, feels really risky Yeah, like I, I feel like there is, you. and I feel like part of whatever is up with me is why... Like the kids at school, like take to me. Like I've, I have mm. students that I've never talked to that see me and come up and just give me a hug. You know, like I have like this thing where they immediately sense that I'm caring, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, I have the same thing too. Yeah. I think it's, I'm that person that people I don't know in public, they decide that I'm the person they're going to go talk to. Yeah. Like yeah. strangers seek me yeah. out and I'm such an introvert. It's the worst. Yeah. And this is and, like so much of what we talked about in the empath episode that you and I have this in common. And same and I like think at that's, work, people I think come that's why you and I clicked. I think yeah, like you I think and so I are too. like jigsaw puzzle pieces that just fit together yep, perfectly. I agree. I have people at work who come and tell me stuff that they don't need to tell me because yeah. they need to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I'm just like that person oh, yeah. that people yeah, are drawn too. to. But, you know, and I think just people feel like they can unburden themselves on us yeah. and we probably feel us. safe yes so thanks for that story kathy that's yeah. that's like the i'm fascinated by the indigo children stuff me too you know and did then, we do an episode on that no but we sure? should because that, maybe that'll be <laughs> next season but then there's so many you know quote new age haters that oh they're yeah. just like no you know they refuse to talk about that well kathy i would love if you would tell me how to do that so I could heal my friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I have friends that are, are, that, that are convinced that they have like healing powers with people when they put their hands on them. Mm. And, and I've been with them. This was back in college when I went to UWGB, but I was with them one day where somebody was in pain and one of my friends like did the, was it Reiki? Yeah, Reiki. Re, re, Reiki healing on them. And mm-hmm. the, the other person said it worked, but you don't know if that's like a placebo effect sure. where you believe that right. it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Hey, you whatever know? works though. Yeah, but it's fascinating stuff. But I just, I'm too afraid of anything that either opens me up that way mm-hmm. or I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird because I'm convinced I have some sort not like a superpower, but I have something that I could do, but I'm too closed off to do it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It totally does. So that's us rambling, getting off topic a little bit. <laughs> that's okay. But you Wait, can read what? this next one because this one is from Sully, who you want to give a shout out to about the yes. podcast. Sophie says, hi, Krista, with a bunch of hearts. <laughs> hi, Sophie. Um, Okay. Hello, Kurt and Krista. Love the podcast. Been listening forever. I chat with Krista online sometimes, and Kurt's voice is so soothing. Plus, oh, I love you. your accents. I feel like accents. I, yeah. <laughs> what? We have accents? I feel like I know y'all and consider you my friends. So I finally decided to write in a listener story. It's not my story, but rather my mom's. And the first time I heard it, and every time since, it sends shivers down my spine, and I am a mortician. Also, both my mom and I have our own podcast on True Crime. Well, I'm glad she's saying it because I was going to give her a shout out. If you want to shout out, (laughs) we are dropping multiple episodes on Halloween. Kitchen Table Research, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on 1031.22. And she sent me an episode to listen to. And it's really, really, really well done. I'm excited to check that out. They do an amazing job. Really, really thorough. Okay, so let me set the scene for you. 
It's the late 70s and my mom is living in Dallas. She's in her early 20s. Her apartment has green counters, linoleum, and yellow carpet. Sweet. She was obviously a good-looking woman because look what she produced. Me. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) she was living alone in Dallas in a complex. Oh, by the way, she has like the most beautiful little boy Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when he was a baby, I was like, this, this baby should be a model. The most bright blue eyes you've ever seen. Oh, she was. Oh, okay. Anyway, she was living alone in Dallas in a complex where mostly singles lived alone and a few units housed couples. She had a lot of friends in the area and even in her complex, she was working full time, hustling and going out and having fun. What one would expect of your mid twenties. One day as usual, she comes home from work and finds there is fast food in her garbage can that she did not throw away. She ponders the contents of her trash can for a few days and thinks someone may have been in her underwear drawer. Several days later, she comes home from work and her keys get jammed. Not thinking too much about it, she has the office open her apartment. Several more days go by and she gets home from work and her key won't work again, so the complex opens her unit. She gets into her apartment and opens her refrigerator to grab something to drink, and there is a grape soda sitting sitting front and center open. She gets a pair of chopsticks and pushes it to the back of the fridge and goes to speak with the office. This time, she requests to get the locks changed that day. She tells her friends at the time that if she turns up dead to fingerprint the grape soda can in her refrigerator, she quotes, even That's back... creepy because you don't know if somebody's putting like, something in your food. Well, just the fact that someone's been in her apartment is creepy. Um, so she quotes, even back then, I must have been into true crime thinking like this in the 70s, LOL. After her locks were changed, nothing else happened like that, but she would hear tapping on her bedroom window occasionally at (laughs) night. Crystal shaking her head, no. No. And she lived on the second floor, no. (laughs) She said she tried to get out of her lease, but several months went by before she could move, and every time she opened the refrigerator, she was reminded that someone was inside her apartment as the grape soda stared back at her. I would have thrown that thing away. I guess she wanted to keep it for evidence. When I was younger and living alone, and even when my husband goes out of town, my mom wants me to always lock my doors and even got me this tool that doesn't allow someone to open a door for hotels and travel. I've always carried mace with me, and she has always told me to open my own drinks because she knows the dangers that await out there, and she taught me to be tough. To be a tough bee. (laughs) Today, she thinks it must have been a maintenance worker that just got a copy of her key, but the thought of a stranger standing in your kitchen casually drinking a soda... Sends chills up my spine. That is so creepy. There's nothing that makes you feel more vulnerable than knowing that someone's been in your your place. Yes. Don't look for monsters under your beds. They are walking among us. Amen. I totally agree with that. So to the man who stood inside my mom's apartment drinking a grape soda, let's not meet again, or I will personally put a bullet through your head. And yes, I live in Texas. (laughs) So she's packing. (laughs) Thanks for being some of my favorite hosts and happy Halloween, Sully. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, we do talk a lot on Instagram and and I'm really excited for her and her new podcast. Yes. Check it out. I cannot wait to hear it. Um, Again, it's Kitchen Table Research and they're... uh, their sort of tagline is we do the research so you don't have to. Yeah. As as we found out that we do not do good research okay. because yeah. But according like, to it's Mary. like the Sofa King podcast or my favorite murder where they're like, you know, if you're coming here for <laughs> for accurate research, you're in the wrong spot. Just we try to do a pretty good job with yeah, we try to do a pretty good job. Kurt does way better research than I do. Uh what was I gonna say? I'm we usually, had somebody, I'm usually th- fumbling something together Thursday or Friday night before we <laughs> record, so that could explain a lot. We had a... Uh, I do have one story to read on Instagram, too, that I don't okay. want to forget. 
we had a situation in our apartment, in my apartment building with somebody taking women's underwear. Like when somebody would go down and do wash, they would grab the underwear before the underwear got washed. At least they weren't going into their apartment to get it. No, they put up, still, uh, they put up a little, little, not like a security camera, but like a little, like those cameras that can go on your desk or something that, yeah, yeah, they put one up like in the girders or whatever and they caught the The person that was, the girders in the the basement. They (laughs) caught the person that was doing it, but it's just so creepy when you think about, do you ever go to the let's not meet subreddit? The let's, I've heard about it. It's, it's crazy. Like the let's not meet subreddit is crazy. Okay. Uh, it's not, I probably it's don't not so much paranormal there. stuff, but it's just like weird encounters with people that you don't ever want to run into again. Yeah, I don't know that I want to go there. Maybe I'm already next paranoid. season we'll do a let's not meet. Let's just say listening to episode. Anna's episode, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why. I mean, it's a great, great podcast, but I remember why I don't listen to much true crime anymore because it's just too much for me. It gets. I've become. I think people become desensitized when they listen to that. Yes. I've become oversensitive yes. to this stuff, so I can't listen to it anymore. Yep. I'll I, take uh, a haunting story any day. I, I can't. I go on binges where I watch true crime documentaries, and then all of a sudden it just gets to be too much. Like I just can't anymore. Yeah. No. Uh, we have enough scary stuff in the news. I don't. Yes. I don't know. Yes, we do. I've been listening to the Magical and Alchemy podcast. It's really good. I've been listening to. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of music for mm. some reason, but then I, I do Sofa King podcasts, but I've mostly been listening to music lately. I've just been in a music mood, I guess. Um, and I, I've talked about it on here, but the Lo-Fi Girl YouTube channel, mm. like I cannot get enough of that. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It is such, like I love it. I mean, there's yeah. so many of those Lo-Fi channels, but yeah. But Lo-Fi music is like so good. It it's is. like such good background it's music. It's the thing I put on in the background when I'm cooking dinner there, There's one Lo-Fi artist that I love and I actually bought their a CD of their lo-fi music. It's Sleepy Fish, I think. Okay. Something like that. I just love it so much. I'll have one of their songs coming up sometime in the, in the near future in the song suggestions. But anyway, this is from listener Roland. Oh, Roland. He's yep. been around for a while. Yep. Okay. Hi, Kristen. Always Kurt. makes me think of the Dark Tower. Yep. <laughs> you'll, you'll like his signature. Hi, Krista and Kurt. This is the same Roland that sent you guys the lemon candy and postcard from Positano. Positano. I'm, Positano. I'm going to try and condense the two stories so that they're not too long. One's a personal story, and one is from my abuelo, which is grandfather, which means okay. grand abuelo. I like that, which means grandfather. My experience is short, having occurred in 2013. For context, I live in a medium-sized suburb in the Great Plains with no real history of cryptids or haunted happenings. I was at the edge between suburbs and farmland. I was driving late at night, coming to a T-intersection near my house. At this intersection, my headlights hit the back of something hunched over in the... Nope. Krista nope. immediately nope. nope that. Uh, at the intersection, my headlights hit the back of something hunched over in the grass approximately 100 feet away. Anything... That's like shambling. Anything that is hunched over is not good. No. At this Even intersection, a person. At this intersection, my headlights hit the back of something hunched over in the grass approximately 100 feet away from me. It was rough-furred, bristly, and looked to be eating something. With no traffic behind me, I watched whatever this thing was for a few moments before it turned its heads toward. Before its turn. Uh, I was gonna say it has two no, heads. <laughs> no. With no traffic behind me, I watched whatever this was for a few moments before it turned its head towards me. Its eyes were a bright red, lit by my headlights, and there was blood dripping from its maw. Terrified, I sped away. I would have two. Blood dripping from its what? Maw. Maw, like mouth. Mouth. Yep. Okay. 
The next day, I had to drive by that same T-intersection. Now, in the daylight, I saw that there was a dead deer carcass right in the spot where I saw the beast. Oh it was whole. Our area is not known for wolves, mountain lions, coyotes, or any predators that would travel that close to a residential area, let alone find and kill a deer. And, as you would know, if there were reports of such predators, it would be in the local news. There were no reports. Growing up in a Latin America home, I chalked it up to the one thing I could think of, the chupacabra. Yes. Maybe it wasn't, but that would make the world a less strange place. My second experience is from my abuelo who grew up in the Chiricoi, C-H-I-R-I-Q-U-I. That sounds right. Chiricoi region of Panama. In Panama, we have a similar myth to La Llorona? La Lorna. La Lorna. Okay. There's a movie about that. Yes. In Panama, we have a similar myth to La Lorna called La Tulavea, named after the hat she wears. She's kind of a mix between phantom slash cryptid, but shares the drowned kids motif and wanting to punish men. My abuelo claims to have seen La Tulavea when he was a kid near the river that ran by his family's farm. She was doing that come here finger beckoning thing. That's a nope. nope. That is a nope. He ran back home and told his mom, who never let him play by the river again. Smart mom. When my mom and her siblings were kids, my abuelo would not let them play near the river that ran by their home for the very same reason. Mm. Thank you for all the hard work you do. Stay strange, Roland, son of Stephen. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Dark Tower reference. <laughs> My a longtime friend of mine, Josh. Um, he's a we ta- we don't see each other very often, but he um texted me, uh, because he bought a T-shirt, on from a shop he saw on Instagram that says Ka. Yeah, as in Kata. Well, I think it's a towel, and then a T-shirt that has Roland on the front, and it says something about the Dark Tower. And we love the Dark Tower. Whatever. Books. Um, that may show up in my favorite books when we get to that. Uh, oh, that episode that side sessions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I just had to mention it. He, he's not really listening, but I thought I mentioned it anyway. We need to do an episode. We always on, called each other Katat. Yeah, which I love, so. yeah, I've had Katats. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to do an episode on La Lorna. And I looked up the La Tulavea. So it's kind of interesting. In the legend, a beautiful girl had a secret relationship with a man from her town, resulting in pregnancy. She drowned the child in a river and was punished by God, who transformed her into a hideous creature. In some versions, she drowns herself as well. She is a short woman with a thick body, swollen breasts that sometimes leak milk, and tangled hair. She is often described with bird or bat wings similar to a harpy and with inverted legs of a bird of prey. Swarms of ants are said to follow her, drinking the milk that falls to the ground. That is creepy. Yeah, that's, that's like. Really creepy. In some interpretations, she is an avenging spirit, punishing lustful men and irresponsible fathers. The only way to escape her clutches is to recite a certain prayer. The name Tulavea comes from the tulle hat she wears, and in some versions of the story, the plant tulle is a defense against her. Hmm. So we need to do... Uh, episode on like La Lorna mm-hmm. and like some of those yeah. legends because La Lorna is Yeah, like there's like a whole, yeah. like that's a whole new thing we could open up to talk about. There's a yeah. lot of stuff like that. There is a lot of stuff like that. So maybe mm. next season. And we'll I bet every culture stuff. has a version yes. of something yeah. like that. But the Latu Lavea thing, especially that's to come here, the finger beckoning yeah. motion. Don't do so it. So Roland, son of Steven, thank you so yes. much. That was awesome. And creepy. And I, super uh, creepy. Yeah, we need to do that next season. And you have a story from... Yeah, on Instagram. Got to put my spectacles on because I'm old now. Put your specs on. All right. Got to put your readers on. They are. They're just readers, if I'm being honest. Um, 
Here's one of those things where I don't know if I'm. they want me to... Oh, she said, yes, you can read it and you can use my name. <laughs> I'm proud of my ghost and my haunted house. Um, so her name is Shelly Matthews, and she sent this quite a while ago. September. Oh, okay. It was maybe a month ago. <laughs> Hi there. First, I love the podcast. Second, I'm only on season three. This is my haunted house story, in quote, she says. I, I always feel like I have to apologize for our early seasons. Like, you yeah. know, like I tell people, like, we get better. I feel like we need to listen to a couple episodes ourselves, and because I think we probably are being hard on ourselves. I need to go. I, I want to go back and listen to think. our first episode because I, I think it's so weird. We just whale. jumped in. There was like no banter. There was like no, yeah. you know. No so, taste test. No, there was like nothing we like that. We evolved for so, sure. Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Um, She says, I will keep it short. Houses in the, in the UK, and it's a typical Edwardian terrace built in 1906. Well, that sounds amazing. I love historical homes. Although that's pretty young for the UK, wouldn't you think? Yeah. <laughs> we bought it in 1995. We were young with a baby, and basically it was all we could afford. At the viewings, we were told the previous tenants, and in parentheses, she said it was previously a rental, had passed away one in the house, the guy, and Margaret in the hospital. Side note, Margaret's son-in-law works with my husband. The son-in-law said, quote, don't buy the house. She's still in it. Apparently, he and his wife saw Margaret in the windows facing the street after she, after she died. We were warned by neighbors that they'd had the police out due to lights going off and on and bumps, etc. being heard by the direct public. I'm sorry, by the direct neighbors. <laughs> Just like adding words. Eventually, the landlord had the electricity turned off and put the house up for sale. We moved in and didn't notice much at first, but then things started disappearing and turning up in weird places like behind a bath panel. Okay. A neighbor complained about noise when we were all out and then lights started coming on at odd times or turning off. Not an electrical fault. We'd hear this. Oh, geez. This is terrible. I can edit this. Thank you. A neighbor complained about noise when we were all out and then lights started coming on at odd times or turning off. Not an electrical fault. We'd hear the switches. Oh, interesting. So they'd hear the actual switches, like, Flicking activating. Then we had a delivery man complain that the, quote, old lady refused to come down to take in a package. We were all out, and there was no, quote, old lady. Well, I'm old now, but I was 25 at the time. <laughs> My son seems particularly sensitive, and he saw not only Margaret, but a, quote, creepy man. I saged the house, bought crystals, etc. as my son was upset. As the years have gone by, it's like Margaret has faded... She gets, oh, geez, my phone. So I, <laughs> I have time limits set for myself for social media, and apparently I've hit my limit for the day <laughs> in the middle of the story. I, I saged the house, bought crystals, etc. as my son was upset. As the years have gone by, it's like Margaret has faded. She gets wound up by home DIY, etc., and seems more active in the autumn slash winter. She once threw a lamp at my friend's boyfriend who turned out later to be an idiot. I have lots of stories remain in the road, plus remain in the road, the mad woman who bought the haunted house. Nice. <laughs> but honestly, at this point, Margaret is practically family. She said, I forgot to add that Margaret has been known if you sat quietly feeling sad to kind of give you a hug. It's like mild pressure in the air around you and a feeling that you are not alone. It's lovely. 
Well, thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Shelly. I love hearing stories from the UK. I do, too. Like, I don't know. I think I we've talked about that on one of uh, Brian Young's uh, Transatlantic Ramblings podcast when Neil was on about, like, the difference between, like, how ghostly things are there in in the UK as they as opposed to here. So it, it's like there's a, I don't know. I feel like things are just classier in the UK. I don't know. I don't know how to describe there's it. There's just such a yeah, I know I know I know exactly what you mean. I I don't know. It's the history. I think that their customs they really stick to those old traditional yes. customs yep. and I don't know. We're just very we're American. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Just, I don't know. There's no yes, other way to are. put it. I would feel, I feel like if I ever went to Europe, I would feel wildly out of place. I would too. Lon- like in London, I didn't though. You know, I don't know. I love London. I want to get back there. So thank you so much for sending that yeah, in. I love it. We now have another voicemail from much beloved listener and... We want to get him here so bad next season from Mr. Coleman, Coleman, from Mr. Coleman. Okay. This is Coleman's voicemail that he left for us. It's two that I had to stitch together. Okay. Hey, Kurt and Krista, this is uh, your listener, Coleman Doucette, to your fellow Scani here from central Wisconsin. Um, don't mind the background noise. I'm, on, I'm driving on my way to work, but I had a strange incident happen just recently. It's not a super long story, but... And I don't even know if it's paranormal, but um, I go work out every morning early before work. I get up at 3.30 a.m., and I'm usually to the fitness center by 4. Well, then, anyways, my house sits up on kind of a little knoll, and I bought a brand-new truck. Um, it's a little bit more foo-foo than I wanted, but that's how they are nowadays. And it has cameras uh, 360 degrees all the way around it. And I was backing out of my driveway out of the garage, which is kind of steep, and the neighbor has a big hedge bush right on the corner of the property line. And I'm backing out, and it's like 345, and I'm tired, of course. Um, and I'm backing out, and all of a sudden, I swear I see somebody walk behind my truck, and the truck with the new safety features, the sensors caught it, and my seat vibrates lights pop up on the dash and the truck stops itself so I couldn't hit this object or person, whatever it was. I swear I saw a person. Um, of course, I jumped out uh, and went around the truck to see if I seen anybody or anything, and I didn't see anything. I looked, I walked past the hedge to see if they went the other direction down the street because there are some people, you know, up early out walking, so I, I was afraid I almost ran into one. Um, but, of course, there was nobody on either direction of the street. And, and this driveway is right in the middle of the block, so I would have seen them if they were still walking towards the uh, corner. Um, I don't. I swear I saw a person, but there was nothing there. I don't know if it was paranormal. I don't know what it was. I know I was tired, but the truck did use a safety feature, and it did stop itself and alerted me and vibrated. And I, I swear I saw a person, but who knows? I mean, we're in a small farming community um, of a population of only a 1,000, and we do get, you know, a lot of animals coming through the neighborhoods, deer, fox, coyotes occasionally even. But it could have been a deer, but I didn't – I swear I saw a person. But it was just kind of creepy, kind of creeped me out. I don't know. It might not be paranormal. I could be overthinking it, but 
it was just really weird and it caught me off guard at that early in the morning and I kind of had a creepy feeling like I was being watched but you know how that goes so I just wanted to let you know about it and uh I previously got cut off I guess I was rambling on too long and that was my cue to stop but uh I just wanted to say keep up the great work you two it's you do a great job and I hope you know that and um stay strange and take care bye-bye Coleman, we love you. Good old Coleman. We really do. Uh, I believe him. I mean, that's kind of like what I said earlier about seeing that kid in the lobby when there was nobody there. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you tell yourself, maybe it was just a trick of your eyes, but or then an there's an like part of you something. that knows you saw something. Yeah. And I don't think even an animal, could an animal have gotten away from him that quick that, but it, like. What's really interesting is the safety feature. Yeah. The car's cameras, obvi- the truck's cameras something. saw something as well. Yeah. So he didn't imagine that something you know, was could an there. Could an animal have run be- underneath the car, underneath his truck, possibly? I just don't think, uh, and I, don't, I have a sensor. Mine isn't that fancy. I have a backup camera and I have sensors on my car that tell yeah. me if I'm getting too close to something. Yeah. But I think they're, it's attached to your bumpers. So I think it has to be tall enough to reach above your bumper. I mean, I don't know this. I'm just speculating. So I would think it would have to be something that was tall enough to trigger the sensors. And it would have to be pretty tall for him to think it was a person. person. Yeah. I don't know. That's just weird. I mean, I think deer. We have deer walking through our neighborhood all the time. But I also feel like... I can't see him... Because Coleman, like, haunts. I can't see him mistaking a deer for a person. Yeah. In the dark, though, I don't know. I don't know. That's Coleman, a tough that's a, call. That's a good story. It's I don't. Creepy. I don't. Yeah, it is creepy, and I that's don't know. Creepy. I don't know what to make of that. But yeah, I love Coleman. Like yeah. hearing his voice, just like I don't know. Like I love that. It's Sophie. a little piece of home. You I know? love that on Facebook. Sophie said because Sophie's a Wisconsinite, you mm, know, and yeah. she said hearing his voice just makes her think of of home. Well, I think in Minnesota they have the same accent. The kind of do. accident. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same kind of accent. It's very Midwestern. Yeah, is Minnesota accent different than ours? So I listen. I, I'm a big fan of the cooking show Girl Meets Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly Ye is the host. She's from Chicago, but she lives on the border of uh, Minnesota and North Dakota. And all everybody on her show seems to have kind of a Wisconsin accent too. Yeah. So I do think it is. It's it very be. similar. So Coleman, thank you so much for sending that. Yeah, in. thank you, Coleman. This next one is from my good friend Stephanie Blakey. She's the one that. We love Pollen, the band Pollen that she just joined. And then her friend, uh, Michaela, I think Michaela, joined. Uh, So this is from Stephanie. She said she's got a couple other ones that she might get the nerve to send to us (laughs) next time. So Stephanie says, hi, guys. Hi, Stephanie. I have a little story that you guys might like for a listener stories episode. This happened several years ago, back before my husband and I were married and we hadn't been living together very long yet. We had just gone to bed one night and I was lying there with my eyes still open when I saw a red light appear in a strange place. It appeared about six feet up from the floor, either on or in front of the closet door. It was deep red, round, about two or three inches and dim like a flashlight just before the batteries die. There was no obvious light source in the room, and while light play from outside would have been possible, it was unlikely because the windows face out mostly to just trees and bushes. When I saw the light, I felt overwhelmed by dread. And I've actually heard what stuff. What color was the light? Red. I've actually heard this about. This happened to me. I've once. heard about people who see, like I've I've heard violet. I've heard people see like a violet. I've heard people who see these lights in their room. I'll tell you my. Okay. I, oh my god, this is freaking me out. Okay, keep going. Did you ever tell me about this red light? I think I mentioned it on an episode, but I will tell you again because it sticks with me. 
Okay. It's one of the few, very few weird things that have happened in this house. Go so ahead. then Stephanie says, when I saw the light, I felt overwhelmed by dread. I just knew that the light was horribly bad. I was so panicked that I thought about waking up my husband. Then the light disappeared. It had only been there for about five seconds. I feel like she's telling my story right now. Really? Yes. I decided that I must have imagined the light, or at least that I clearly overreacted to something that likely had a natural explanation, and after the adrenaline rush dissipated, I fell asleep. The next evening, unprompted, my husband walked in from another room with a confused look on his face and said, did something happen last night? I told him about the light and how I felt dread, and he just says, quote, mom says don't worry, she took care of it. And then he continued on out of the room, carrying on with whatever he had been doing before that, like it wasn't a weird thing to say. <laughs> At the time, I didn't really know his mom that well yet since she lived across the country from us, but I knew that her spirituality leaned into the mystical and paranormal. I assumed that my husband had been talking with her on the phone just before he asked me what had happened and that she had told him she sensed something was wrong. I imagined her holding a crystal and saying some kind of blessing to cleanse the bad energy like you see in movies because I had no idea what she meant. I dropped the topic, but I was still thinking about it for a few days, wondering how she, quote, took care of it. So what the heck was it? I brought it up again by asking my husband if she had elaborated or what he thought she might have meant by that. He looked confused and said, what do you mean? I prodded asking him what else she said, and he looked at me like I was crazy, and he said something to the effect of, quote, I haven't talked to my mom in weeks. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> so that's weird. He didn't remember the conversation we had at all, and he was certain that he hadn't talked to his mom recently. I brushed it off, assuming that he had talked to his mom and just forgot because it didn't seem like a big deal to him, but I wasn't 100% convinced. Months, or maybe even years later, I talked with my mother-in-law about it. She didn't remember the specific incident, but she guessed that the communication she had with my husband with the message that she, quote, took care of it was through a dream. She went on to tell me how she can connect with people in a way that sounds like telepathy and that she can manipulate people's dreams and that I shouldn't worry because we are protected. I am undecided on whether or, whether or not I think my mother-in-law has these abilities that she claims, <laughs> but I am certain that she believes she does, and that's good enough for me to keep an open mind. For me, the jury has hasn't reached the verdict yet on what I think happened. What do you all think? It's from Stephanie. I'm a That's little shook. Weird. I'm a little shook. Like, I don't remember you. I don't remember you telling me about your red light. I forget it's, about what's, this. What creeps me out is that he doesn't remember That's saying really that. That's really creepy. It's almost like almost he was like sleepwalking. She, or like, yeah, almost like he was sleepwalking. So Krista's freaked out. I am. Stephanie, I'm like legitimately I, 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 freaked I can out. see that you freaked Krista out. So, and I think I shared this and it's, wow. Okay. So... It was the middle of the night. I, I wake up a lot when I'm sleeping. I'm just one of those. I'm a light sleeper. Jim's a heavy sleeper. So he was out. I remember I was lying on my left side. We, I am a very particular, I have like a very particular sleep um, routine. I have room darkening shades. So our shades were closed and we do keep our cell phones in our room next to us, but I make sure they're always face down yeah. because if he, he gets a notification in the middle of the night, it'll light up his phone, but it'll be white. Even on sleep mode? Because I put mine he in sleep. He doesn't put his phone on sleep mode. So I make sure it's face down. Um, and my phone is on sleep mode and always face down. And I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a red light that was illuminating the bed the, no, the the ceiling and even like the curtain on Jim's side of the bed, like like there was a red light that was shining up from his side somewhere. I don't know where it was coming from. And I remember I was awake. I know what sleep paralysis is, people. I've had it many times. I was wide awake and I was lying there and my heart 
was pounding. It sounds and so I much like what happened to Stephanie. Yes, I didn't know what to do. I was like, am I, is this like my eyes are adjusting or something weird? I'm like, no, that is a red light. It's illuminating. And it, I know the difference between like a cell phone lighting up. Yeah. And what red light would you have? I mean, his phone doesn't, yeah. I don't know. I The phone was not an explanation and we don't have like a power cord that has like that red light. I always cover stuff like that up if it's in our room because I don't want, and there is nothing like that over there. So I laid there for a while with my heart pounding, questioning if I'm seeing things. It sounds so much like what Stephanie said. And then I think it just went away. And then I just kind of was like, okay, maybe I, maybe I imagined that. And I went back to sleep. That's weird. And I know I told Jim about it, but yeah. Wow. Wow. A red light. Yeah. Like really specifically what she's talking yeah. about, a red light yep. shining in the room at night with yep. no She saw a red light appear in a strange place. It appeared about six feet up from the floor, either on or in front of the closet door. It was deep red, round about two or three inches and dim like a flashlight just before the batteries die. Wow. And then she said it just disappeared. So mine was more like it illuminated. Yeah. So yours might have been the same thing as hers, but down on the floor Maybe. where it illuminated oh. the room. Wow. Crazy. So I don't know. That's so cr- specific. I, I don't, I, I don't know, Stephanie. That's a, like, that is a cool story. Yeah. Very. But like, it freaks me out that he doesn't remember saying. That's really creepy. About that sh- they're protected or whatever. Like his, that a conversation he has no yeah. recollection of. That's weird. It is weird. I mean, I've, I've only had a couple of weird things happen in this house. The other one was I I heard a door close somewhere in the house where there was no door to close. Like, And Jim actually heard it once, too. Came up. He was in the basement. And he came up. And he's like, did you just slam a door up here? And I was like, no. And we, our neighbors are, we have a lot of elbow room. You'd never hear someone shutting a door in the house next to you. There's yeah. no explanation for that either. But those are the only two weird things that have ever happened here. I've never I, had a bad feeling here. I had the scratches in my apartment a couple, yeah. like a month or two back. Mm-hmm. And other than that, the other night I was, you know, I go to, I get a climb into bed about six o'clock and I usually read until about seven o'clock and I usually conk out about seven fifteen. But I was laying in bed reading and it must have been like five to seven everything off in my apartment except the light in the bedroom and then alexa started talking and that freaks me out like if if like if i ever woke up in the middle of the night to alexa saying something that would creep me out and i probably wouldn't be able to but it was just like something mundane like here are here are the here are the the bus schedules for boston or something weird like that when there was nobody i mean i think people can hack stuff like that but yeah yeah but that's been all that's happened in my apartment. So thank God for that. Yeah. But it's weird. <laughs> you got wow. you got, got weirded got out totally by the red light story. Stephanie, I, send in your other I stories. I forgot about it. Yeah. And that just reminded yep. me. Stephanie, send in your other stories because Ooh. that was awesome. Yeah. I'll read the next couple because they're smaller. Okay. And then I'll give you Corey Pickett's to read. Okay. This one is from Peter. He says, hi, Krista. Hi, Kurt. I tell you two short stories from my home country, Hungary. I hope you will enjoy them. English is not my mother language, so Kurt, I tried my best, but please correct my mistakes in the text. Thank you. Of course, I Thanks will. Thanks for Peter. giving us permission to yes, do that. Yes, Peter, I will do that. The guy who told these stories worked as a nurse at the main city. I already screwed it up, and that was my fault. That wasn't his. <laughs> the guy who told these stories worked as a nurse at the main hospital of the city. There were mainly elderly people in his ward, and all of them were very ill. Once, an old man called him to his bed several times, asking him to send out the man in the hat standing by his bed. Nope. (laughs) No. The nurse told him there was no one at his bedside, but the patient kept calling, asking, quote, send him out. I don't like his smile. He died later that night. Oh, no. 
They also had it's a like el- whoever was there was there to take him. I don't I don't like his smile is no. like the creepiest thing. Have you seen the previews for that movie Smile? No. Oh, it's so creepy. They also had an elderly female patient with dementia who, due to her illness, always walked around the ward making a distinctive sound with her oversized slippers. They've asked her many times to stay in bed, but she never stayed. Everyone soon became familiar with the characteristic sound of her slippers walking around, and she talked very nicely to the patients. She passed away two weeks after that. That same night, our guy and an older sister were drinking their coffee in the lounge at the hallway at night when they heard the old woman's slippers in the hallway again. He didn't say anything, just got up to walk her back to bed. The old nurse said, quote, what are you doing? She's already dead. So she heard it too. The guy asked, quote, oh, you're right. I forgot. But then who made that sound? And the answer from her was, quote, nobody and you better get used to it. Already then. P.S. Once I had a girlfriend working as a nurse and she told me the same. You hear and sometimes see things in the hospital and you just learn to ignore them. Love the shows. Love the show, guys. You guys are the best from Peter. Thank Thank you you so much, Peter. That one freaked me out. Totally. I don't, uh, but I've, I've heard, I've had friends that have worked in nursing homes and stuff and hospitals and stuff like that. And they say there is a lot of weird stuff. I'm sure. But I am not going to lie. The, uh, Send him out. I don't like his smile. Yeah, that's really Freaks creepy. me out and gave me goosebumps. I don't like that. It's like the Grim Reaper yeah. or something. Yep. The Hat Man. Yeah, something like that. Oh. So, Peter, thank you for those. Those are creepy. Super creepy but I've, I've heard the same sort of story where somebody has a distinctive walk or a distinctive something they do when they walk. And after that person passes away, people still hear mm-hmm. them doing that, which is it's almost just like, like a residual. Yes, which is just so freaky. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one is from Rebecca. Got a weird slash paranormal story for you. So I was home alone one morning with my two daughters who were 8 and 10 at the time. I was in our powder room with my youngest daughter braiding her hair before school. All of a sudden, we both hear what I can only describe as angel singing, like angelic church music. We looked at each other and said, do you hear that? And we both heard it. We got out of the bathroom and then we don't hear it. We go back to the bathroom and we hear it again. I opened the window to outside and it was not coming from there either. There was no TV on in the house or a radio. I called out to my oldest daughter to come listen, but by the time she got to us, it was over. My daughter who heard this with me is 21 now and we still talk about it. It is literally the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. Like an angel singing? Yeah, like angel, like angelic choir. Hmm. And they only heard it in the bathroom. And they both heard it. That's interesting. That's weird. So that is from Rebecca. I don't know. So I wonder if that was a scary experience or just like. She just said it's the strangest experience that's ever happened to her. Hmm. You know, and I don't, does that get into like the Faye stuff where people hear like musical chimes, but this is like a specific angel, like a, like a, how did she describe it? She said, all of a sudden we both hear what I can describe as angels singing, like angelic church music. Did she say if it was a house or an apartment? Um... Um, 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 house. She says no TV okay. on in the house. Because I'm thinking in an apartment, but if that's sometimes the, it, stuff They travels. said that, but they only heard it in the bathroom. They yeah. went outside and there was, or out in the hallway, there's nothing out there. It was just in the bathroom. I just think if you're in an apartment, sometimes sounds can travel through plumbing yeah, and no, dark it's work, a house. But it's a house oh, and there's, it's not coming from anywhere else. <laughs> other so than weird. The, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Huh. That's that creeps me out. Like the sound, like the fact that it was just in there, and the fact that her daughter, who's twenty one now, they still talk about it because they both it had heard that this, much of an impact. They both heard this like angelic hmm. choir singing. I mean, it could have been a positive thing, but yeah, but it's weird. It's, it's really that weird. creeps me out. Rebecca, thank you for sending that. These are creeping me out more than I kind of thought they would. <laughs> Good. 
This one is from Taryn, who lives very close to us. Okay. So thank you so much for sending this in, Taryn. Here's a couple spooky stories. Well, okay, not that spooky. I collect antique photography and post-mortem photography. That's kind of creepy. After my last batch I bought, I started hearing footsteps in our house. Nothing else, just footsteps. It only lasted about a month or so, and then it just stopped. I no longer buy the photos. (laughs) A similar thing happened to my mom. She, quote, rescues quilts from thrift stores because she's a quilter and she knows how much time goes into them. She brought one home and put it in her stitching room. For about two months after, she heard she heard footsteps coming and going in and out of the stitching mm, room. Interesting. That's creepy. Like, like I don't know. I There's something... Like, I don't have a house. I've never had a house. Mm-hmm. But I cannot imagine anything more frightening than being alone in a house and hearing footsteps. footsteps because... And my first thought would be, who's yeah, in but my house? Either way, it's scary. It's whether it's scary. a ghost or whether it's somebody breaking into your house. Yeah. But like the, the quilt thing, it's like when we went to... We used to go to Vicky's, like secondhand stores where you're buying something that... Like the fur coat, like the fur coat that we got the EVP from mm-hmm. and the fur coat that... Would you that wear we, it, it yeah, the, yeah. The would you wear it EVP we got or the the f- same fur coat that we hid and... And with the the pendulum, with the dowsing rods led to the exact area where you guys hid. Like it was guiding you guys to where she had hid the It was like way in the back. Yeah, she like hid it in a back back obscure place. And Mm -hmm. the dowsing rods led them exactly to where they had hidden the coat and the I uh, was it you with it? No, it was Anne. Anne was downstairs. I so, asked. Yeah, so she had no idea where it was hidden and the dowsing rods led her right to it. So sometimes stuff yeah. has stuff attached to it. Stuff sure. attached to it. And I I I have a quick story. This totally reminded me. I was thinking about my coworker, Sherry, who is also a stranger who made the mugs. Her and her daughter-in-law made the mugs. She is a quilter, so that's what made me think of it. Mm-hmm. But she, um, someone that I can't remember. Oh, it was somebody who used to work with us. Um, someone in their family had passed away. And so she gave Sherry pieces, I think pieces of this person's clothing to turn into a quilt of some kind. And while she had that stuff in her house, she had something weird. I think she heard somebody say hello, or I can't remember exactly now. This is a terrible story. But she was in her sewing room with this person's clothes that she was making into a quilt, and she heard a voice, like somebody was talking to her. And then, yeah, she was like, it was like whatever it was, was attached to the clothing that she was used to make, using to make a quilt. Since, since then, this quilt has been, uh, this stuff is out of her house now and she hasn't had anything else happen, but it totally made me think of that story. It's just so weird to me. It's like, if I died and you, for some reason, hung my lucky podcasting underwear down here, would you hear my footsteps? Although I don't know why you would hang my lucky podcasting underwear down here if I died. No, I wouldn't. Probably not. Uh... <laughs> But but then it's like the post-mortem photography. Like, why would that, you know, because there were footsteps with that. And that's that's weird to me that. I mean, maybe it was something. I mean, that was a thing people did back in, what, the early yeah. the turn of the century or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's about when it was. People did that and ha- ha- probably kept those things in their house and were really attached to them. I don't know. So it's I, like, I think it's, it's like... less likely that the person in the photo was haunting the photo, it was probably the person whose loved one is in that photo that was really attached to that. But do it's you know like, what I'm do, does everything, like everything I own that I have an attachment to, is I don't there going to be so. like something, like is there a part of us that attaches to things it, that we... I suppose it could be. 
Yeah, I suppose I don't it know. could be. It's I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Thank you, Taryn, for sending those in. I'm glad the footsteps, I hope they went out. Yeah, like footsteps creep me out. Like yeah. footsteps in a house where there's nobody there creep me out. This I agree. Next story is from listener Corey. So Corey, pick it. So you can, Oh, okay. Krista can read this one. My strange story. Years ago, I went on our yearly youth group ski trip to Snowshoe, West Virginia and stayed at a place called The Summit. People rent their rooms out through the lodge from my understanding. The rooms were almost like apartments. Each room, and he has room in quotes all the time. Each room had multiple bedrooms, a kitchen, and bathrooms. It's almost like suites. The girls were in one room and the guys in another. The guys' room is where the chaperones would make dinner and where we would all hang out when we weren't skiing. Well, the first night, us girls... Oh, this is a girl. <laughs> Cor- yep, I Cor- hear the name Corey, but now I C- see how it's C-O-R-R-I-E. spelled. C-O-R-R-I-E. I think I like that. I yeah. like that name. Well, the first night us girls were hanging out in our living room when we heard something hit our balcony door. I went and checked and the guys were throwing snowballs. We ran out there and yelled at them. We came back in and I shut and locked. Again, I locked the door. About 30 minutes later, the door slammed open and scared us all to death. Nothing was there and there was no wind. That was weird happening number one. The next morning, we were drinking coffee in the kitchen, and I noticed a random high-up cabinet door was open. Nothing was in the cabinet. None of us opened it, nor had a reason to open it. Strange happening number two. The next thing is what haunts me to this day. It happened our second night there. My room was a little bitty room that only had a bed and two nightstands in it, with only me sleeping in there. We all went to bed, and as I was lying there trying to fall asleep... I was on the side of the bed by the door and was facing the closed door. I felt someone lie down in the bed next to me. (laughs) The bed noticeably indented. It moved. The covers moved. That's so creepy. Now, I knew no one was in my room, and I sure as heck wasn't about to turn around to see what was there. So I bolted out of my room into my friend's room screaming and saw everyone else was in their beds, which means no one came into my room. Needless to say, I slept on the ground that night next to my bed. My friend was in with another friend, and I did that for the rest of the trip. (laughs) A couple more strange things happened, like missing items. Things moved to different places. Overall, a very strange experience at the summit in Snowshoe Mountain in West Virginia. That's really creepy. Yes, that is. I, I, yeah. I think anything, anytime something happens when you're in bed... You're just so vulnerable. You know like, what I mean? And and it's just, you just feel kind of I, helpless. The only thing that I have that is anything like that was that my apartment story where I, when I got my first apartment where I didn't let uh, Killian in the bedroom with me. That's when I like shut my door and Killian stayed out in the living room. And then my first night staying at the apartment is when I cr- crawled into bed. I was reading. I crawled into bed, shut off the light, settled in and was ready to go to bed when I felt the cat jump up onto the end of the bed and then walk up the bed mm. towards my face. And mm-hmm. I was like, crap, I left the door open and Killian came in and then I turned on the light, door was closed, went out in the living room, Killian's. So I don't know if that was like a cat, a ghost cat that had been there, but it was clearly the, the feeling exactly of a cat jumping about. onto the end of the bed and then slowly like walking up to my face. So that's like, I don't ever want to feel somebody settling in the bed next to me. That is like, that is like high on my list of things I never want to experience. A real person. Yeah. A ghost person. No. (laughs) (laughs) I remember once when I was a kid, I I grew up kind of out, well, out in the country and we had cats, but they were sort of like 
in they were indoor cats, but it wasn't odd for them to be outside all night. They would be indoors, outdoor cats. And I was lying in bed one night thinking my cat uh, was outside. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, it jumped up on my bed and scared the living bejesus out of me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, relieved to see it was just my cat, but I was well, not funny expecting because it. now, you know, every now and then, like Narnia knows I get up about three o'clock. Oh, sure. So right Where's about, about quarter to... Tw- no, she doesn't get fed either. She just knows I'm up because she wants me to be up. Okay. Uh, but about quarter to two, she'll jump up on the bed and then she'll see that I'm not up yet. So then she'll jump off the bed. Five minutes <laughs> later, she'll jump up on the bed. Yep, yep. yep but yep. she never like tries to wake me up. And then finally, when she hears me reach over and because the first thing I do, I was told years ago that this is one of the health, healthiest things you can do. First thing I do, bottle of water next to my bed. I mm. drink half the bottle of water yeah, because they say when right you wake away. up. Yeah. So as soon as she hears that, she starts meowing oh, and then she funny. jumps up. But otherwise, she lets me be. But there is nothing creepier to me than yeah. the feeling of and seeing the indentation of somebody laying next to you when there's nobody there. Yeah. That's like also nope. when uh, in horror movies, when something pulls the covers off of you, yeah. that is like the creepiest. What thing was that too. one? Because that that's like your security blanket. That found literally. footage one that you and I watched where did you maybe you didn't watch it. What well, happens there, in paranormal activity? It was in a different one, too, where the guy is like in his bed and then you can see someone like peek around like the corner of the door in his bedroom. And he puts his, he goes under the covers and it's like the shot under the covers and then he takes them back down and then the person's in That's the room a little more. Hell, hell, hell house. house. Yes. And then, but it's like. He's he, sitting he, against the wall. He does it. He puts it up and you know it's coming. Closer. You know it's coming when he, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's going to be it a jump scare. It still scares the bejesus yeah. out of you. You know there's going to be a jump scare and when he lowers it again right in his face and yeah, you just know it's house. coming. But yeah, that was hell house, which is, I see rated a lot like high on. It's, it's a great, I uh, loved that one. I haven't seen any of the sequels, but I love the original one. Uh, I still, I still. It was a girl who was in their group who kind of went missing. Yes, yeah. And then she comes back and she's sitting against the wall and she's not right. Like there's something clearly not right with her. I still have such a soft spot for, was it Leaving D.C.? Yes, that's so good. Because it's just like one guy. Yeah. With somebody there when that girl comes for a little while. But it's just one guy in a camera. And that, except the ending was like too abrupt and it's like, that's it. It was a very effective found footage. Movie yes. Though. That's how you make a cheap found footage movie. Mm-hmm. We have two more stories. Okay. Oh, and I just hit the wrong thing. The second, uh, second last one is from Carly in Australia. Carly, love Carly. you. Carly is awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to try to read this one because there's a lot of Australian talk slang. Okay. I love the way she says mum. I love mum. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, in 2012, when my pop died, which is my mom's father, okay. so a grandpop, uh, my mom and aunties were at his house cleaning up some of his stuff. They found a Teledex, which is like, I think it's a Rolodex. Is that what we call a Rolodex, a Teledex? Oh, maybe. Where it has like, oh, okay, I think that is. They found a Teledex with who they worked out with his girlfriend and who they'd never met. My grandpa and pop divorced decades earlier. They called the number and a man answered and said, quote, sorry, she passed away two years ago. And this is going to creep me out because phone stuff? No. Yeah, you don't like phone stuff. Mom decided to take home Pop's old style telephone, like the ones you pull the dial around with your finger, an old rotary style phone, which Mm -hmm. people don't remember these days. I do. And she just set it on the floor in the corner of her bedroom, not plugged in. As mom and dad were settling to bed one night, a voice came from the phone saying, quote, sorry, your call could not be connected, like an automated message. What? Mom and dad both heard it, and the phone was absolutely not plugged in, and no one was near it. 
Mom isn't sure if it had to do with a call they made to the girlfriend or if it was Pop saying hello, but it sure was weird. Give me the heebie From Carly. Wow. Yeah. To hear, uh, sorry, your call cannot be completed or what, sorry, your call cannot be connected when it's not plugged in yeah. is creepy. Super creepy. Do not like that. So Carly, love you. Thank you for sending yes, me that. But that you. freaked me out when I heard it because I don't like phone things. Did we talk about that Twilight Zone episode with the the old one from like the 60s where there's like a kid and the grandmother dies and the kid has like a toy phone and the kid is like always saying that they're talking to the grandmother and Hmm. at one point I think the grandmother was like telling the child to like kill itself or something weird like that and at one point the mom pulls the phone away and puts it and you can hear breathing even though it's like a toy telephone so yeah telephone stuff creeps me out I'm getting goosebumps right now so So there's a a Netflix movie based on a Stephen King book yeah dark dark phone or black phone it's called yeah yeah it's called called a black it's called a black phone because Emma one of my kids at work that I'm close with is obsessed with it and she wants to go as the main character the Netflix show Oh, that's it's a why, different show. Oh, well, last weekend, Emma, I was driving all over Manitowoc looking for a black rotary phone because she wanted the phone oh, for her. Ele- and I went to JFK Prep. I went to JFK Prep, oh. the thrift store. No, it's called the Netflix. Um, Mr. Oh, one of our uh, listeners a- asked us, he messaged, asked me if we're watching The Watcher. Oh, I want to talk about yep. it. Yep. Um, no, it's called Mr. Har- Harrigan's Phone. Oh, that was based on a Stephen King story. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was yep. pretty good. I don't yeah. think you... It, it, it's it was, not as creepy as no. you think it's going to be phone-wise, no. but that just reminds me But it's me based of on one of his newer good. short stories. Yeah. So, Carly, thank you so much, but... I have a very, very, very short story I okay. can read. This is from Chris. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I'm just going to say his first name, Chris. Hey, my wife and I discovered your podcast on our trip back to Colorado. We, of course, had to listen to the Colorado episode. It was good. We're instant fans. Here's a weird thing. We had what we can only describe as a time warp, as our trip was way shorter than it should have been, and this was with an hour stop with car troubles. Weird stuff. Anyways, can't wait to listen to more of the podcast. That's like I weird. Said, and I, it was short, but time warp stuff really creeps I want me to out. have an episode next season about time warp stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of or weird lost stories. Time. Yeah, there's weird yeah. stories. I came across several on Reddit. You know, it's usually in the glitch in the matrix subreddit. Yeah. Oh, but sure. there's a lot of weird time stuff on there. Yeah, totally creepy. So our last story is from listener Steve. And again, heebie jeebies. So I wanted to end with a heebie jeebies. As if Carly's wasn't good enough with the, <laughs> I I just like phone stuff like an un, a disconnected phone, but still, freaks me out. Yeah, anything so, sounds coming where there's from something a coming yeah. from a disconnected phone that makes me poop my pants. I don't like it. Carly loved your story though. So last one is from listener Steve. Steve says, "Hey guys, longtime listener here. I've always felt bad that I've never had a story to send in for your listener stories episode, but then something amazingly weird happened to me this summer. It still might have been nothing, but at least I have something to write in about now. I live in Illinois, and they recently built a really great biking trail in my town. It winds through a huge park, and it's just a really chill place. As far as I know... There's never been anything weird that has happened at this park. At least I haven't heard of anything. One morning, I decided to head out and bike the trail really early. I believe I got there around 5 o'clock a.m. or so when the trail and park officially open. 
in parentheses. I think that's when they open. I don't know. <laughs> I usually see other people using the trails for biking, hiking, walking their dogs, etc. I feel like parks are always open sun up to I think sun so. Down. But I've seen I mean? a lot. A lot of ones in Mantuak, I think, are 6 a.m. Oh, okay. Uh, this early in the morning, though, I didn't see anyone. I hit the trails on my mountain bike, and with the sun coming up through the trees, it was just a really peaceful, cool place. Then, all of a sudden, everything changed. I never really had the feeling of, quote, being watched before, but I knew that's exactly what I was feeling at that moment. I stopped my bike to figure out what was going on, and I scanned the area all around me. I wish I could say the old classic, quote, there was no sound, everything was quiet, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the case. I heard birds, I heard insects, etc., But then off to the side of the trail, in a little ways into the woods, I saw movement out of the corner of my eyes, and I turned my head quickly and can only describe what I saw as a quick glimpse of something ducking behind a tree before I could see it. (laughs) Krista, I can Uh, see out of my peripheral vision, I can see Krista shaking her head. I stared at the tree for a good minute or two, and I didn't see anything again, but I really felt like I saw something there. I got my bike going again, and I pedaled out of that area pretty damn quickly. I got quite a ways up the trail, and then that feeling hit me again. At this point, I was actually pretty annoyed because my chill morning had pretty much ended. It was such a creepy feeling of being watched. I can only describe it as cold. I once again stopped and looked at the area around me, and then I saw movement again in the woods off the trail. It could have been a small branch or a twig or a leaf or something... But in the woods off the side of the trail, I swear that I saw something stick its head out from behind a tree to look at me, like to see if I had seen it, and then quickly pull its head back behind a tree. And whatever it was, there was a part at the top of its head that stuck out a little, like the brim of an old-style cowboy hat or fedora. Whatever this was, there is no way it could have gotten to the tree that quickly because I had been going really fast on my bike. I wish I could say I walked over to the tree to look behind it or that I stood there longer to watch, but as you can guess, I pedaled like hell back to the car park back to the park parking lot, tossed my bike into the back of my truck and got the hell out of there. Now when I go to that park, I make sure it's later in the day and that other people are there. All the stuff I saw could have been my eyes and imagination playing tricks on me, but the feeling I had of being watched was not my imagination. That was man. real. I'm glad I had a story I could finally send into you guys, but to be honest, I kind of hope this is the last one I ever have. LOL. Keep doing what you guys do and stay strange. Whoa. That's weird because that sounds like the Hat Man. It does. And uh, just the fact that something's watching the you. The fact that it moved so quickly from yeah. to watch him that freaks me out. And I read this one. I got it. And I read it early in the morning when I woke up, and it was like 3 a.m. when I read this, and I'm laying in bed in the dark, Ugh. and I'm like, oh, my God. So, the yeah. The fact that it kept ducking behind trees yeah. so that it wouldn't be seen yeah. is really creepy. But then he saw it peek its head out and said there was like an like like a fedora or like wow. an old-style hat. So there you go. There are our listener stories for this season. So that just reminded me that I just saw that there is a preview out for Jeepers Creepers yeah. 4. Wow. I didn't even know I there was know, a 3. I don't remember seeing 3. Yeah. So many people poop on jeepers creepers too but i love I jeepers love creepers one. too the first one was the best one but i, I didn't do... like the first one as oh, much really? the second one is kind of fun because it doesn't take itself quite as seriously mm-hmm. i feel and it's it's more fun but yeah i really I like the second one i didn't see the third one no mm-hmm. i didn't either but that season. that does remind me a little bit of jeepers creepers yeah. now that you say that but there you go there are our yeah. listener stories for this season hey it took two hours we had plenty uh thank you guys so much it came for the... through again yes you guys did i was worried come like last monday 
when we didn't have a lot, but you guys rallied and you guys got us some good ones. So yeah. thank you so much. These were all amazing. Like I said, I love that there's a little bit of everything. I love that there's creepy ones. I love that Josh had his UFO one. I loved the indigo about like the healing one. And I love, yeah. I loved like there's, there's some creepy ones. There's some kind of. what what Which one creeped you out the most? For me, it's the football field with the. The thing with the herky-jerky head. Uh, Carly's the phone thing. The oh, phone thing, course. anything phone-related always creeps me out. Also, the red light one really creeped me out. Yeah, because that one like, was like a personal reasons. one to you. Tristan, I wanted to say, I always say his last name wrong. Petrash? Petrash. Petrash. Um, he's a longtime listener. He said, excited for recording day, but sad I missed the deadline for my story. Uh, once I get our strange sessions stories email up you guys can email us all year if you want it and then when we get to the the listener stories we will use it yeah but we just need we need a a location central location yeah, because we feel like stuff slips through the cracks and we're so obviously stuff slips through my cracks because we had sophie's and adam's postcard from a year ago <laughs> that i just brought <laughs> that i found at home i mean hey yeah. we got to it yep so there you go listener stories once again awesome we love listener stories. yeah it's like, my favorite it is it's like the highlight of the year is our listeners the season is our listener stories episode a lot so of thank creepy you guys. stuff happening to people yes out there. so thank you so much um my song suggestion for this week i'm yeah. only gonna do one okay again this is one of those ones that i put like an old mix cd or whatever i made for myself in my car and i'm listening to it and i'm like dang this is such a good song so I'm going to start with some YouTube comments about this song. And you, I feel like this band is like so underrated because I feel like they're such a good band and people only know like maybe one or two songs by them, but I think they're just brilliant. So one of the YouTube comments for this says, quote, this is the greatest, saddest, most beautiful song I think I've ever heard. If anyone ever sings this to me, regardless of gender, age, or race, I will fall in love with you on the spot. There honestly needs to be more songs like this. Somebody else writes, quote, I love this song and I share it with my girlfriend whenever it feels right. I like to think the song's a nice reminder that we might not be aware of what our future holds, but love can outlast death and fear if all goes well. My heart is so full of appreciation and joy, and I can't wait to see where everything goes. Somebody else writes, wow, this is one of the best written songs I've ever heard. Somebody else says, quote, some of my favorite moments come from listening to this entire album while sitting in the car in the rain. There's something so beautiful about it. Somebody else writes, quote, I saw them in concert in Philly, and when they played the song live, I was ashamed to be crying when the lights came up after the song was done, but then I saw that literally everyone standing around me had been crying too, so I didn't feel quite as bad anymore. Mm-hmm. Somebody else says, quote, I always feel like the song is about those moments before we commit to someone else, those thoughts of the good and bad that may come, and if you can take it all on together. It's like life walking with death lurking on the side. We know there is an end, but we are willing to keep moving through despite it. Every line of this song just holds so much meaning. Definitely one of their best. Lastly, somebody writes, I am planning on getting the lyrics from the song, quote, and if you die before I die, I'll carve your name out of the sky tattooed on my arm. Not for a boyfriend or anything, but for my cat. (laughs) And it is the song, The Graveyard Near the House by the band The Airborne Toxic Event. Oh, I've the, actually heard of this band. Okay. Yeah, they did. Like their big song was Sometime After Midnight, I think. Okay. But 
they have they're like amazing they're such a good band and i feel like people don't know that hmm. like their albums are so good but this song the graveyard near the house is like lyrically one of the best songs that i think i've ever heard hmm. i love the lyrics of the song it's about death and love and persisting and all this stuff so it is just it's such a beautiful sad song so that is my song choice for this episode, The Graveyard Near the House by the Airborne Toxic Event. Nice. I will post it in the group. Um, so somebody asked about The Watchers. So yes, yes I watch. Jim actually and I binged the series. It's a short series on Netflix. And what I love this because it's such a great, I mean, obviously everybody knows, well, maybe not everybody, but if you listen to our show, you probably know it's based on a true story because we covered it in, I think, a mini mystery episode. Yes. I think I covered it. And it's such a great premise because we don't have a lot of information. We know there were some letters. We know there's this family that bought a house that started getting these creepy letters. We know what the letters said. And I believe they have now sold the house at a pretty significant loss. Um, But that's really all there is to it. So whoever, I don't know who decided to make this into a movie, but they had a lot of um, leeway to really do what they wanted with the story. So they started with this really cool creepy premise and they could do with it whatever they wanted and i think they did a really good job with it um it was one of those shows where every single person is a suspect like and 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 we still don't know i mean we it's not been discovered yet who wrote the letters we do know that it's likely a female because dna taken from one of the envelopes i think had uh or letters the dna belongs to a female um, so that's the only thing you actually discover. But, I mean, there are a lot of twists and turns. A lot of people, are, you're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely them. And then you yeah. find out it's not them. And I just think it was really well done. It's creepy. There's a there's a meme out there right now that has, there's like a, a popular image used in memes of Leonardo DiCaprio sitting on a couch. And he's like pointing at the at the TV screen. And it says yes. something like me every time a new character is introduced on the watcher. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The one, the one I see that the most common is, um, every time a woman has an idea or something like that and he's pointing and it says, witch or something. <laughs> um, yeah. that's yeah. a popular image. It totally is. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I thought it was really well done. Some people maybe won't like it, but I, just because there's not a lot to this story, I they did. Couldn't I did ruin that. It. I, it was a mini mystery. I did that topic, and Corey was on for that one. Oh, you Cor- did yeah, it. Yeah. Why did I think I did it? Because taking credit for it, but you know, whatever. I see how we are. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a. It's such an interesting, fascinating story, and the fact that it still hasn't been solved. Is it's like the circle crazy. of the letters, where it's just like, what's why? Yeah. You know, why is this going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. I I need I need to watch it. I do. I, need I really like the style of the the show too, just the way it was filmed, and I don't know, the characters are all a little bit over the top. Yeah, like I would have moved out on day one. <laughs> I wouldn't just because of the neighbors. I would have moved out on day one. The house is stunning, though. Yeah, I would have bought it. The real life house and the house in the Netflix. I would have bought it. I just would never have answered. It. I would just have thrown all my mail out. I would never have read my mail. Right, Ooh, the garbage can with you. Okay, we have two listener questions. Ooh. This first one was actually sent in back in September by Glitch Time Fail. Okay. We, Apparently, we there gotta, was a Glitch Time Fail. We gotta, yeah, we got to get better at organizing our stuff. Well, I, I need to get better checked. at organizing my stuff. What? I thought you've checked since then, then there were no questions. This, is, this was emailed to us. Oh, emailed. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So they, they both, because I checked our QOOH, and we, mm-hmm. both, are, both these questions actually kind of 
are similar. Okay. So this first question from Glitch Time Fail says, Hey guys, loving the new episodes. My question to you both is, do you like the work of filmmaker David Lynch and have you seen Twin Peaks? The third season dealt with doppelgangers and tulpas. Although Lynch films are not necessarily the horror genre, I personally find it way more scary than most horror films because of how purposefully ambiguous everything is. I also recommend the film The Straight Story, which isn't scary, but very heartwarming. It's also partially set in Wisconsin. I need to watch it. I need Hmm. to look that up. I feel like David Lynch has been popping up and stuff a lot lately and i know we just, we just talked about him because yeah. yeah we just mentioned twin peaks in our last episode i think yeah and it's weird because oh hang on i just want to double check this because i did not know this until this morning so to answer the question yes i do like david lynch stuff i'll be perfectly honest i don't remember a lot about twin peaks i watched it but i was pretty young I guess uh, in the 90s, I was a, you know, a young teenager and I don't rem- I haven't watched it since then. And I don't remember a lot of details from it. I yeah. just remember it was really strange. Yeah. And and kind of creepy. Uh, because I mentioned it recently because I think I mentioned Mulholland Drive is like I love Mulholland Drive because mm-hmm. it's such a hard movie to figure out. There's creepy stuff. Yeah. But I mentioned that I had a, like in that movie, I have such a huge crush on Naomi Watts. I think she's oh, yeah. beautiful. Speaking and, of, she was in The Watcher. And oh, really? And I <laughs> yeah. did not know until this morning when yeah. it popped up on my, for some reason it knew I was looking up Naomi Watts. It showed up on here that I didn't realize she's married to Billy Crudup, who was the. I didn't know that either. From uh, Almost, Almost Famous. Famous. <laughs> yeah, like one of the, like the main characters. Interesting. I think, one of the main characters of Almost Famous. But back when the Twin Peaks first came out, I loved Twin Peaks. But uh, I did not watch the third season, like on Netflix. I didn't watch that because. You know, I, I do, people, our listeners have been nice enough to give me access to their Netflix accounts, mm. but I just haven't. Netflix is going to start charging I for know. that, by so the way. So I just haven't done that. <laughs> but the first two seasons I loved, but if you've watched the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. The final episode of season two, where they're in the Black Lodge running around, that literally freaked the hell out of me when I was uh I think I might have been in my 20s even Hmm. but it is so bizarre and so weird that that literally freaked me out for quite a while like the whole Black Lodge thing I think is freaky and I've seen bits and pieces of the um remake or the not the remake but like the newer seasons on Netflix and they just look so bizarre but I love how I did watch how it ended and I love how it ended where Cooper has Laura Palmer or the girl that is supposed to be Laura Palmer or something Hmm. like with him. And I just, I think David Lynch is brilliant, but he freaks me out. So the one movie that I always think of with David Lynch is Lost Highway. I don't know if you've seen that. No, but I've read, I've read enough about it to know that it's weird. It's very weird. It's a David Lynch movie. I'll post some creepy unsettling stuff that happens in it. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That's like Mulholland Drive too, too. With like the little old couple in a, they, they come out of a grocery bag. It's weird. Yeah. Did I know? I know I've posted in the group, but I'll post it again because we're talking about this. But David Lynch's old alphabet, black and white alphabet video, mm. is so disturbingly creepy. Mm. I'll post it in the group because just because we're talking about David Lynch. But I loved Twin Peaks. But there was some weird stuff. Like I can't remember what her name was. Was it Josie? Where something happens to her, and then at the end of the episode, like she is. You see her face like coming out of the knob on a drawer. Like her face got put, like she got 
put into the knob of a drawer. It's That's like weird. so weird. Yeah. Like David Lynch, I find both fascinating and disturbing. Yes. I've never seen a racer head. I know a racer head is either. Like, but it just looks so weird. It does. And then he's got that he's got that weird thing with the people with the bunny costumes on. I think Naomi Watts is one of the people because I think she's one like kind of like a David Lynch person. I think she's one of the people in one of the bunny costumes. But it's this weird YouTube video of like these three people in bunny costumes mm. and there's sorts of like time, weird time stuff. I don't know that I've seen that. I'll, I'll after I, we leave, I'll send you like the YouTube, like the okay. bunny, the bunny people. But he's just so weird, and I, I both like him and I'm freaked out by him. Yeah, it's like a weird love. Something hate really thing with unsettling him. about his stuff. Yes. Yeah, but I've seen the first two seasons. And a little abstract, you yeah. know what I mean? It's hard to follow sometimes yeah. and figure out what where he's going or what the yeah. actual plot but, is. But I mean, I bought the Diary of Laura Palmer because mm-hmm. I loved I loved Twin Peaks when that came out. And Twin Peaks Walk With Me, the movie, has such freaky stuff in it. It's like so bizarre. Hmm. So yeah, I, I, love, I loved Twin Peaks. I did not watch the newer episodes. I should, but at some point I probably will. So yeah, and our other listener question was on QOOH, and it was sent in by Anonymous, so we don't know who sent it. They just said, uh, hang on here, hey you two, I'm looking to binge something else. What are some of the most brilliant TV shows that you've ever watched? That's just what it says. (laughs) Of course I'm going to say Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, TV shows, huh? I mean, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you should watch that. I mean, if they're going to binge it, I'm assuming it can be like Netflix... Yeah. The one that I came up with is one that I've got I've gone on and on about throughout all these seasons is American Vandal. Yeah. Like I oh, I was right. thinking about yeah. driving 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 down here this morning thinking about American Vandal like how brilliant that is because it's basically a juvenile comedy. You know, like the first one is about the high school the the dumb high school kid that is that is uh, accused of drawing penises on the cars of the staff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a spoof of making a murderer. Mm. But it amazes me that it's so brilliantly done, but basically it's like one long penis joke. Mm-hmm. But but episodes into it, you literally become like super engrossed in finding out who was the one that actually painted the penises on the car. And as as, as dumb as it sounds... Like you really start to like the main character, even though he's an idiot. <laughs> and then the last episode, like when you find out what's going on and then what happens in the last episode, it's kind of heartbreaking and it makes you it makes you think about the ramifications of true crime shows and true crime podcasts. And the second season with the with the turd burglar who puts laxatives in the school's lemonade supply and makes, and it was it brown Tuesday where people are like pooping in the halls and oh they gosh. show like puddles of poop. Wow. So it's just like so juvenile, but then like it ends with this really, I wanted to find it on YouTube, but I never could. It ends with this great speech from the filmmaker about how, about, about how social media is, can be so bad and how it can like, you know, it was about how people, what people put on social media isn't what the truth is and how bad it can be for people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. like it amazes me how brilliant and how juvenile they are at the same time. So that's that's what I came up with is both the first and second seasons of American Vandal. Hmm. I would, so of course, I mean, Breaking Bad, I, I think 
that's that show though if you haven't watched it yet i mean this has been off the air for how many years now yeah um but it's i think that show is amazing breaking bad is you know i love mash but breaking bad is second place as far as just brilliant like the storytelling yeah is just like the acting you Mm -hmm. know like when i think about the fact that they were going to kill jesse off at the end of the first season i know and that show would not be that (laughs) show without jesse and i like i said we've talked about it on here but i love that that one season ended where they went to what's his name the the other guy jesse walt sent jesse to kill him oh yeah because they were going to kill walt because the other guy knew Walt's formula for the math. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of what his name is, and it's driving me nuts. But they sent Jesse to kill him. And yeah, the, se- the season about. ends with him opening the door and Jesse pointing the gun at his head and him saying, like the guy saying, don't. And then it ends with a gunshot. And there were like message boards. Everybody is saying that Jesse turned at the last second so he didn't shoot him. And Vince came up the, the Vince uh, Gillian Gilligan the guy that produ- that created the show came on the forums and he's like no spoiler Jesse kills him he said mm. we cannot he said we realize that Jesse is the moral compass of the show 100%. like yeah but we cannot, Jesse of all people right? I know but he said <laughs> we cannot we cannot have Jesse being involved in making and distributing meth without Right. Some without like the, the bat- stuff that goes with yeah it. without something like this happening. So we we love that you guys love Jesse and you guys realize that he is the moral compass of the show. But we it would be a disservice if we did this without showing the reality of it. Did you watch the movie then? Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. Like I Agreed. loved I loved that movie. I mm-hmm. loved that like a lot of the minor characters came back. Yeah. The, I have not seen. I loved Better Call Saul, but I did not I see the last. Better Call Saul is really. We started good. watching it, and I think it was just really slow in the beginning. But I've heard people like rave about yeah, Better Call Saul. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, but I did not watch the last season. But mm. Better Call Saul was just brilliant too. Like I love that. I love this universe of this show. Yeah. But Breaking Bad is like hard. Like it's 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 hard to watch. It is hard to watch. It's a hard watch. Yeah, there's a lot of hard heartbreaking stuff, just bad stuff that happens. But it's and, so, and like Vince, you're so invested in like the characters. Vince, Vince Gilligan, I think, like he gets so mad when people idolize Walt because Walt is right. not the hero of he's the like show. The ultimate bad yeah, guy. Yeah, he's in like the, the show. ultimate bad guy in yeah. the show. Towards the end. Yeah. You know, I, but I would it, also yeah, it's just really good. But that gets into like a whole redemption thing. Like, mm-hmm. did he redeem himself by saving Jesse? Mm. But if you've never seen Breaking Bad, it 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 gets all of the accolades that it deserves. Because yes, it 100%. is a brilliant show. So yeah, I, I'm totally with you. With, with I would Breaking also, I, it's it's very new. I've talked about it multiple times. The Rings of Power. If you're into the Lord of the Rings at all, or that universe, I highly suggest watching it. A lot of, I'm reading a lot of headlines and I don't go into the article to read it that, where people are like, it was so disappointing. Why? Here's 10 reasons why we hated the ring. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what these people were watching. I loved it. And the last episode of the season Something happened that I did not see coming, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for the next season to yeah. come out now." So I don't know. I loved it. I've I've been craving like Lord of the Rings stuff. So to have something like that, a whole yep. series to watch, was really awesome. And, and I'm beautiful. sorry, I'm sorry, but I thought Lost was brilliant, and I thought the last mm. episode was amazing, but a lot of people hated it. I loved Lost. I really did. And Fringe. Fringe, I think, it doesn't get enough credit because I think Fringe was an amazing show. Two of the seasons that I watched in their entirety, except for the last season. What? Lot, both? Yes. Lost, Fringe, The Sopranos, Oz. All really critically acclaimed shows that I watch everything but the last season. Don't ask me why. It's just a thing and that I do. And people hated the end of, 
Uh, yeah, Lost? No, Sopranos. Oh. But I loved how the show tell ended. You. <laughs> I didn't watch the show, but I watched the ending, and I love how the show ended. I, I don't think know that why was like, I abandoned I think shows. that was like a brilliant idea, the way that he ended that show. I have a pattern of not finishing shows yeah. for some reason. Okay, we're in two and a half hours in. We okay. should probably end Well, this. shoot, we should probably wrap this up. I think so. So... You guys can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the S. Krista does a great job on Instagram at the Strange Sessions. You can send us, don't send us any food though. We're, we're good for the rest of the year. But if you want to send us something, and even if you want to send us something, maybe wait until after the holidays when we will reconvene. Yeah, because we still have gifts yeah. that we have yep. to get through. So, but if you guys want to send us any postcards or snail mail, it is the Strange Sessions at P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. Or you can leave us a message on our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602. Boom. Boom. And there is another Listener Stories episode in, in the, the books. Book. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Did we do this in the first season? I don't remember if we did this. I don't think we had a enough listeners, listeners in no, the first probably season. Not. We'd have had like two stories to listen yeah, to. Yeah, but this is this is always the highlight. But then it's always sad because this usually comes towards the end. So we mm-hmm. know that the season is it's wrapping up. a little bittersweet. Up. So thank you guys so much for submitting stories. Like yeah. you guys make this episode as popular as it is. So yes. we're just the schmucks that read what you guys send mm-hmm. in. So thank you guys so much for sending in the stories. And I think from Krista and I down in the... Strange, strange cellar. I almost said spooky cellar. Mm. I don't know why I said spooky. From Chris and I down in the strange cellar. Until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.